0: All right, commissioners, uh, we're here today for our uh, budget work sessions number one and number two. So uh, this is for the fiscal 22 budget. We have uh, tonight, we have uh, Superintendent uh, Andrea Kane, Dr. Kane, coming in at 5.30. We have our Department of Emergency Services coming at 6.15, followed by the Office of the Sheriff, Gary Hoffman. Then we have Parks and Recreation, um, which includes airport, golf course, and public landings. And then to conclude tonight's uh, budget work session, we have outside agencies to discuss as far as their grants. So um, in front of you, you have two binders, uh, one and two, and we're going to start with number one. So if you want to flip the tab, number one, we have the uh, proposed county administrator's budget, which we can go over to that uh, briefly. And I just want to also introduce uh, Brittany Moran, our chief budget analyst. She's here to answer every question you have because I certainly cannot. She's done a, a great job over the uh, past several weeks putting all these binders together for uh, all the information and numbers uh, for the review and for this budget process which um, we are starting uh, here today with the Board of Commissioners. So uh, under tab one, first uh, item is a, a short um, cover letter that kind of explains everything in the uh, general package here as far as the administrators budget. Uh, as, as we all know we are transmitting this under um, a global, continuing global pandemic, hopefully, which is um, in our rearview mirrors now, so to speak, since the uh, vaccine rollout is is progressing nicely. But uh, but still, we have a lot of uncertainties in the marketplace and in the world economy, and uh, so we've taken that into consideration as we put together this particular uh, budget. So we do show some increases. We've been conservative with those because of the uncertainties and the potential losses for revenues going forward. But for fiscal 22, we. Um, we do see some projected growth over 21 and uh, our two main sources of revenue property tax and income tax uh, we are having showing an increase overall of about 10.7 million dollars however the overall budget for FY 22 is projected to be higher by 10.2 million dollars or 7.1 percent which is an increase from fiscal 21 this year uh, at 143.8 million to Um, 154 million uh, next year in in fiscal 22. So uh, if you flip to page number 4 we have this is a PowerPoint presentation we can run through that to give you an overview of the highlights. Page 5, slide number 5 start there. So as we we know, this current year's budget was uh, reduced substantially as a result of the pandemic, and we don't kind of, it's hard to even look at the numbers in, in, in this year's budget and compare those to FY20 and FY22 because we we uh, deflated those considerably. Uh, departmental expenditures, you know, we made sure they were conservative over the past year to provide budget savings. However, the, 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 the workforce that we figured was going to... Um, the, the income from the workforce locally here wasn't as impacted as severely as we had anticipated. Income tax distributions, you know, showed some, um, some reasonable growth. We've had, uh, as we all know, uh, recordation and property sales transfer taxes has been uh, very robust this year. We did plan for and budget revenue stabilization funds and rainy day funds in the uh, FY21 budget this current year. They were not needed as well. And in addition to that, as we all know, we received nearly $9 million in CARES stimulus money, which really offset the, uh, the needs of our pandemic uh, requirements over this past year. Now those funds have been exhausted um, and we are fortunate that we we uh, stocked up on equipment, supplies, we built a new storage facility, so we're, we're in good shape there. We uh, provided assistance to our local businesses, and we did some broadband expansion projects with those funds. So we, um, we were very happy to, uh, to provide those supplies, materials, and services to the citizenry. Going forward, we have potentially uh, another, uh, the American Rescue Plan stimulus. Overall, countywide, that's going to potentially yield uh, just over $23 million, as we have been reported. Uh, that means about uh, $9.8 million for the county government, $6.6 million for our incorporated towns, whom all get a direct um, disbursement from the federal government. Board of Education potentially getting about $6.7 million. So those, those resources are going to add to our local economy as well over the next several years. That money's, as we know today, and there's been very few details about how any restrictions, other than you can't use it to reduce taxes or use it for pensions, uh, we can use those funds through 2024. So we're looking at some some projects, you know, uh, to use those funds for some capital projects over the next several years. Uh, so we can talk about those, you know, over the course of our work sessions. But in order to keep our bond debt lowered over the next several years, we've targeted some projects potentially to use some of those stimulus funds for. Again, we don't know all the restrictions and details about how that money can be utilized and I'm sure they're gonna, there's gonna be some some more uh, documentation on that forthcoming. But projects like uh, our, our historic county courthouse, we've got some water and sewer infrastructure projects we'd like to try to uh, incorporate into that. Our public housing, you know, we always have a need to assist with our public housing needs with our housing authority. Potentially the detention center, you know, that's a big project that's on the horizon for us. We don't anticipate starting that until 2023. However, we are um, a little shy on the the amount of money we need overall from the state uh, side of things, which we're going to try to get some more state money next year. Uh, But we are going to have to um, pony up a few million dollars uh, in that project to get that off the ground when it's ready. Uh, Potentially, we could also use some of those monies for the YMCA roads projects. And of course, um, I don't want to dismiss broadband. We, we know that's a big need here in our county. We want to expand broadband services countywide. And w- I want to say also with that is we, we do have potentially another, yet another, stimulus coming from the Biden administration for infrastructure, roads, bridges, and broadband. And I think that may be another targeted uh, stimulus plan that could be a better resource for us for the broadband project. So we have a... We have uh, some, some good problems, I guess, in that sense, in terms of the stimulus funds that are in front of us. So uh, the next slide on page six, just some highlights of the FY22 budget itself. We have about a 7.1% increase, uh, as we mentioned earlier, from 143.8 million to 154 million uh, this uh, proposed coming year in fiscal 22. Uh, as we all know, income tax and property tax are the big uh, breadwinners here As far as our revenue sources, they come in at 86.5% of our total county revenue. Income tax grows by about 16.8% from 21. Property tax is up about 3% from fiscal 21. And our tax rate is proposed to remain the same at uh, 0.8471 cents per hundred dollars of assessed value. And our income tax rate uh, remaining the same at 3.2%. Slide number seven we funded the uh, Board of Education at $1.3 million above the maintenance of effort, and that's calculated on the reduction of 334 students. MOE is 59.8 million. However, we've we've uh, included um, 1.3 above that at 61,033,560, which is $1 more than they received this year, and that is because we wanted to make sure we would be able to recoup the state funding, and we had to at least give them last year's allocation, plus $1 <laughs> to get to that level, and that's based on that's the, the hold harmless. Yeah, right. the hold harmless clause. So we did, that's where we put the uh, Board of Education number. So commissioner,
1: <laughs> what, what was the number for the increase in students? Did you decrease? Uh, did I say increase?
2: No.
1: Decrease. decrease. You did students, say decrease. Students of how many? 334. Was, 334? Was yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: you
3: welcome.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and feel free to ask any questions as I go along. This is a work session, so please uh, jump in anytime. time. We also included a, uh, for employees, county employees, a 2% cost of living increase in addition to pay for performance in this budget. We've included 16 new positions throughout the uh, county agencies including the Department of Aging, Emergency Services, Detention Center, Public Works, Finance, uh, our new uh, proposed Information Technology Division, or excuse me, Department. Planning and Zoning, our Roads Division at Public Works and at Soil Conservation Services. And I will mention too, we had over 25 requested so we've um, I've selected 16 of those to fund in this uh, version of the budget for consideration. I will also mention that it includes three, <coughs> three positions that are, I wanna say leadership roles at, at the Department of Aging, uh, the Detention Center and the IT department we, um, we wanna institute in two of those departments, the, uh, the Deputy Director kind of roles where we have the need to incorporate some leadership management because we have staffing that is uh, potentially going to retire or could retire um, at any time in those two departments, uh, Aging and um, Detention Center, and then of course the uh, creation of the new Information Technology uh, Department. We've also included some funding for employee recruitment and retention and uh, Beverly's not here this evening, but she's actually on vacation this week, but I can tell you it's, the recruitment right now is, is very challenging. You know, it's a great job market if you're looking for a job, so that's it's been pretty competitive out there in the marketplace, so we want to make, make sure we remain competitive. We've also included $1 million in funding for vehicle replacements in various departments, and we included that here is because um, that's a transfer from capital. That had, Those vehicles have typically been in capital for the last, five or six years maybe. Mm -hmm. Since the last recession, we shifted those to to capital. Now a lot of these vehicles don't last 20 years, so we're now putting them back in operating because we can and we can reduce that bond debt in our capital side of the program. So some of the numbers you'll see for the departments are a little bit, the percentages are a little higher and that's because we're including those vehicles over in those departmental operating accounts uh, this year as proposed. Public libraries, we have about a 4% increase in public libraries. And we also included the uh, body-worn cameras from the Sheriff's Department. He'll be here this evening later over in operations as well. <coughs> Slide number eight, and I need to put on my glasses for this one. Uh, this basically shows the overall budget revenues in a tabular format. The, um, across the top there, you have the FY20 actuals, the FY21 budget numbers, the FY22, and the change from FY21 to 22 and you can see at the top there roughly um, real real personal property taxes, income taxes increased by about 10 million overall, and uh, that's the bottom line there. 10 million is the main is the increase from 21 to 22. But you can see all the various
4: uh, revenue sources. But um, on that sheet, for your uh, reference. So Tom, what was our our proposed 21 prior to COVID was 152, right? So we really we're, we're saying that increase, but it's really not as big an increase as we're thinking because we just cut the budget. Back, I think
0: obviously. it was maybe Brittany knows it was it was over one. It was just over 150. Right. Yes. Yeah. So
4: so we're really only seeing a three million dollar increase in terms of uh, what's projected this year versus where we would have been last year without COVID. Exactly. Correct. So
2: it's kind of a skewed look.
4: But. Yeah, it is. That's I just want to put that out there. It's not 11 million dollars coming in. It's it's the offset from last year that's actually coming showing through right now.
0: That's that's correct. Let
5: me ask one question. The uh, 16.8% pickup on on the uh, income side, back on page seven, I guess it was. Did you pick that number up from the state? How did you get that number, just for curiosity?
2: Um, Well, that that percentage is based off of our approved FY21 budget. So like um, Commissioner Wilson had mentioned, that was a skewed number that we completely cut back during COVID. So you can't really calculate the percentage off of what we approved last year. We're kind of using an actual and we, got, we get state reports and basically what their projection is for our increase in the next year. And that's based on the re-estimated FY21 numbers.
4: Right. So it probably would have been half, Stevie, is what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. It probably would have been half of that. Sixteen, probably eight. You know what I mean? No, you I think. Yeah,
5: I accept that point. I just didn't know if it was a state handoff or if we were just extrapolating our numbers.
4: They did do it. Yeah. Yeah, the
0: state did put a number out. I know that. Yeah. yeah, the FY21 number, almost like everything, like they say at the Kerwin Commission, FY21 numbers are a little artificial almost because they were we had to reduce them to sort of balance things out. We had a lot of uncertainty, so, and those numbers kind of skew the. Uh, you know the deltas. But well, it's like, like what to,
4: the Kerwin and the, the Board of Eds is just forget 2020 ever happened basically that's, that's so that's kind of what they're saying so everything's yeah. kind of we went from 19 right to 22 so. So
2: yeah. we tried to reestimate FY21 and then also look at FY20 actuals and make decisions based on those numbers versus looking at our approved budget from 21.
0: Yeah. Does that answer your question Commissioner?
5: I think so. Okay.
4: <laughs> All right. Next slide is. Um, they had a big dartboard, Steve.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See, that thing had I'm it, glad so. you said
4: it. <laughs> That's what Queen Anne's County said. 16.7.
0: Now, honestly, we we spent a lot of time looking at that. I know Brittany did a lot of research, and it's it's not an easy thing to predict. Well, no, I not think. on our end. I'm I saying. think a state. Pretty,
4: yeah. the state, because the state doesn't really. Yeah. Know
0: either. It's it's it's. We're just challenging for sure. I mean, there's still, like we said, a, a lot of volatility, uncertainty, and. So we, uh, we try to be conservative and, and give, a, give it a good estimation as to where we would end up next year. All right, so on slide number nine, this shows the uh, expenditure side of the, of the equation uh, by, by department or division. The first division being the county administration group. Again, you'll see the FY20 actuals, the FY21 approved column, uh, the FY22 proposed budget, the change between 21 and 22, and then a percentage change all the way to the right-hand side. I will say the uh, percentage change column in these FY22 numbers do include operational enhancements. For example, the vehicles that we shifted from capital to operations are included in these FY22 numbers. Positions are not. The 16 positions that we've uh, requested to be funded are not included in these numbers, so they would uh, be added later, provided they're approved or if they're modified, they'll be added in whatever capacity they're uh, they're included in the budget. So the first groups, county administration, which includes commissioners, executive, legal, budget, finance, human resources. Overall, we've, we're showing um, an increase of about four percent out of that whole group. Uh, the biggest um, change there was our, our newest department of economic and tourism development. They've had a reorganization and the addition of a couple of staff members, and that's the reason for that um, that
3: larger percentage well, increase. Uh, in uh, the why isn't why aren't the uh, additional it's your budget, so why why wouldn't you add those 16 people in here to present it to us? Are they
0: enhancements? Is they're enhancements. We'll go over those individually as enhancements. There's a, a a bulk item in the in the budget that provides for the funding to include those in the overall. one. They're in there, but they're they're not in the specific departments. We have it budgeted as a lump sum because we know that there could be some alterations uh, in
3: in what we uh, select as far as the enhancements for positions. Well, I just. If it was in there, just the percent change would, I think, really stick out a little bit more. That's all. It, it so sure paper performance for yeah. and COLAs aren't in here either?
0: No. That's all included in one lump sum contingency item. In right. The, it's in the 154, but it's no, not- No, no. I understand it's in it's, there, but- it, It's it not be been nice redistributed to be, back to all these departments. Because if we did that and there was, sic, you know, significant change, it just creates a lot of extra um, work for our friends in finance to-, to and Your point? You know. <laughs>
2: Okay. Okay. This, this is very great. Proposed, three weeks. <laughs> the commissioners' proposed and approved budget does show those indiv- individual dis- positions in the departments. Okay. Thank you. Does
0: One, that help? Yes. Your, your budget will might you know mine. Uh, I know mine's a little okay. a little fluid at this point. So. Okay. Next up, we have community services. That's uh, area on aging, area agency on aging. Housing, community services, local management board, that's relatively flat at a .1% increase. Public safety, which is our detention center and emergency services, uh, 4.3% increase overall at 15.8 million for fiscal 22 proposed. The next slide shows our Department of Public Works. Uh, There are seven divisions, uh, newest uh, division including the animal services group and uh, they're about uh, 2% higher than um, Then this current year they come in at 11.8 million. This does not include uh, the enterprise accounts for for water and sewer. Uh, Animal services, um, there is a fairly significant increase there and that's due to the conversion uh, of all their employees over to the Queen Anne's County salary scale. And the shift, um, they've, um, general services was paying all the utility bills and (coughs) maintenance bills down there like they do for other departments that are in like this building that are multiple agencies. But we converted all those over to that facility since it's a standalone facility so we could better track expenses at the animal uh, shelter down there. So that's that's the reason for that increase. Parks and Recreation uh, includes airport golf course and of course recreation and parks. Um, 2.9% increase uh, for fiscal 22. They come in at 5.6 million. Uh, The next slide shows uh, the Board of Education. And uh, we show the, you um, can see the change there at the top of the page. Uh, dollar change of, of one, one dollar. Um, this also, next is also includes our other uh, agencies. These are other agencies that we provide funding for in whole or in part, uh, Including the Sheriff's Office, the 4-H Park, State's Attorney, Orphan's Court, court ha- Circuit Court, Fire and Rescue, Chesapeake College, the library. So overall we're at 6.6 percent greater than we were uh, this current year 24 million dollars for these outside agencies and again there you can see the sheriff at uh, a 15% increase which that's the result of the uh, the police vehicles I think they came in at around 630,000 or so that was shifted from capital uh, to operating so it's not really a uh, an increase in the spending it's just a different location it's not it's no longer in capital it's now over in operating where it it, from an accounting perspective it it, um, that's where it belongs. At least that's what the accountants tell us. Absolutely,
2: yeah. it's a reoccurring.
0: Reoccurring. reoccurring <coughs> yeah. 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 All right. Next uh, slide is the um, the other expenditure uh, group, intergovernmental, which is uh, tax differentials, for example, to the towns, and reserve charges uh, for other charges, wow. general insurance, OPEB grants, local grants that we give out to the uh, outside agencies, uh, non-departmental stuff um, for. Uh, educational assistance uh, for county-wide uh, expenditures. And uh, so we have um, we have that coming in at $11.6 million overall. Now here's, uh, here's where you see, uh, Commissioner Moran, uh, contingency there of um, 2.7 million. That includes a lump sum amount for all the new positions that have been included in this budget Uh, the cost of living increase the pay for performances and that's where that that line item would be distributed back over across all the departments uh, in the overall budget so that's the big the big number there which shows it as a uh, 539 percent increase which obviously is a huge increase but in fiscal 21 we didn't really have anything there to 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 measure that up against okay the next slide shows our favorite um, chart next couple slides it shows the uh, <coughs> proposed budget for fiscal 22 at 154 million in income taxes and property taxes that uh, this shows that 87% is just slightly below that so that just gives you a visual of uh, where our revenues are derived from. Then the next slide shows the expense side <coughs> um, and the, uh, the major expenditures education at 40% followed by public safety, public works, Outside agencies at 16%, which is a large you know, array of, of departments as we, we just looked at. So that gives you a visual of uh, where the where the money goes as far as the expenditure side. Uh, the next slide shows the uh, real property tax rates by county. There's a statewide uh, display there. And we are the fourth lowest in the state at 80.8471. <coughs> cents per hundred dollars of assessed value so that's
1: just just a just a footnote Mm -hmm. Um, montgomery county and talbot county don't they collect a separate education tax talbot county's tax
4: capped they can't go higher than that but they can institute a separate education tax after and so montgomery county montgomery county lowered their taxes because they've always been well above us something happened there and that's odd you could answer that question right
5: yeah, their numbers really changed in the last yeah, they year.
4: Were, they were a dollar. Yeah. Well over a dollar. Yeah, something. They
2: have, they have a lot of different m- municipalities that have different tax rates. Okay. So they're mostly comprised of those.
1: So it's. And <laughs> It's just it's they're and, calculating and, that they're, they're spreading that out, and that's why they're in the in the low. I just. To me, it's deceiving, especially with Talbot County, because they collect a separate education tax. If they didn't collect that separate education tax and included it in the real property tax, I don't think they'd be where they are. Yes or no? We can... can. Well, they do.
4: They increase their property tax. That's the only place they... It's not education tax. What they do is after their budget comes in, if they need money to backfill education, they increase the property tax (coughs) artificially for education. That's the only thing they can use it for. But that's their real property tax rate if they had no holes in education. So, it's well, the same fact. with Easton. I mean, they have, the Easton has the property tax
3: piles on it, they're like $1.20. Right. So they, they just show what the county is, they don't show their municipalities. And mm-hmm. same with Montgomery County.
0: We can investigate that and perhaps we can modify this chart I, I,
1: I just, and make that a, for anybody who's watching and, yeah. and they see, you know, there's it, the, how these other counties got lower than we did as far as the property tax rate. And I just think their ca- calculations are. And
4: Worcester is because of the convention center. Right. They're, they want all their sources, money
6: back for, other sources for education, them, which we don't
4: have. Right. Right. We can flop with them.
3: What's that? We can flop with them. Flop with Worcester? Anyway. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't need. Yeah. Get you up. Okay. Track. We'll, we'll do some
0: investigation to see if we can adjust this <laughs> particular are, slide. Um,
2: these are rates that we get from the state, though. So okay.
4: Okay. Yeah, but they're yeah. But fuzzy math. Those are
0: fuzzy
1: on
4: They have caveats to yeah, yeah. them. should. It's just can we, one. Hey, stream can we get of,
1: can we get one of those asterisks? <laughs> can we get an asterisk? We, we certainly can. <laughs> we'll we'll look at those.
0: Yeah, we'll look at that. Okay, next slide uh, is our revenue expenditure changes chart that kind of just shows the blocks of money where we've uh, increased revenue and increased expenditures from fiscal twenty-one to fiscal twenty-two. Um, from the 143.8 to the 154 just shows the blocks of money there in the major categories uh, for your reference there. And now uh, the next several slides, and I know I'm getting close to my time in the uh, opening presentation, is our enhancements, and this is by department uh, all the way through, and I'll just explain the blocks of color. The beige uh, blocks uh, include positions, the blue are the operational enhancements that are requested, and the green are the uh, the vehicles that are going from capital over to operations. The first column is what was requested, and the second column is what um, I selected to go into the budget for fiscal 22. So we have the number of positions here, and we'll go through those. Uh, we have Scott coming in tonight. Uh, DES has got a number of position requests. Uh, You'll see the Department of Aging at the top there. Our Chief Aging and Transportation position there that we'd like to fund this year to uh, assist Kathy over there at DES. Uh, Question for
1: you, real quick. Yes, sir. These enhancements—they—they also printed in this one. They're in all of them. They're all of them. Yeah, there's there's a lot of duplication in these. The only reason I ask is, do I want to tear these out and hang on to them or? they're in
2: every book for you. Okay. Yeah,
1: they're in every
4: book for you for your convenience. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. So. Also, can we get, and I don't know that we have it yet, the chart that shows how many positions are open that have not been filled versus how many have been funded in previous year's budgets? We got it last year. Last year, right? Yeah. yeah. We can uh, we can provide that, yes. Before we, we make can. decisions on any new positions, I'd like to see yeah. what's still open in some of those departments. We can. Yeah. We can provide that. It's just always a moving target, but we can
0: provide that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, okay, next slide, I'm sorry. Next slide is uh, going through these. Detention center, we had one new position uh, there for a captain to to lead the uh, detention center crew. There were two requests at Public Works Engineering, Stormwater Management and Engineering Tech. We funded one of those two. Finance, um, we had two positions uh, requested. Utility uh, billing, utility tech four and a part-time financial specialist. I will say the utility check for the billing side is going to be funded by the sanitary district because that's someone that we need to bring on to help with utility billing. Since we have uh, a lot of new customers down Route Eight and in four seasons, a lot of new accounts and billing bills to send out for our utility bills, we do have a special benefit assessment scheduled for that as a matter of fact, in June, June the eighth. Uh, huh. So we'll talk more about that. Yeah, so. but it's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of bills we're sending out now. Uh, on the next slide, 19, we have. Uh, position there for the IT and communications director, a new position that was funded and uh, planning and zoning a, uh, an associate planner position that we've uh, have also requested to be funded and uh, just above that in parks we have some additional park attendance um, to be funded uh, and they would be the attendants at our various parks and natural resource conservation areas, Terrapin and Ferry Point so we can monitor uh, crowds and, and traffic in and out at those uh, locations. And lastly, we have uh, the roads division requesting uh, some additional equ- equipment operators for. They're trying to get geared up for uh, road improvement projects. Uh, there's probably six or seven miles that uh, we want to try to get going on. And again, down on the Reed Eight corridor, uh, Kent Island Estates and Roman Cook for road construction. And the um, Uh, a part-time, a part-time soil conservation specialist over at uh, uh, SCS. So there uh, at the bottom you can see um, total positions that were requested 25. The total overall enhancements was just under $4 million and we've um, included 16 of the 25 positions and other operational changes at $2.8 million which uh, of that was a million dollars Of that is vehicles so the enhancements you know non-vehicle enhancements are about 1.8 million dollars which are included in the budget.
1: Uh, question um, go- going back to the roads and, and the equipment operators, so the positions for you, you, those are for to operate equipment now, what do you you said because we have to do road work. Well what happens uh, when all the road work is done? it's
0: gonna it's gonna take several years but oh, okay. there uh the we've and we've got a lot of uh, older i should say older um a lot of um uh, seasoned uh veterans out there that could be retiring in the, okay. in the next several years that that have the knowledge to do the road construction work okay um, we've we've done a bunch of those road improvement projects after the water and sewer sure in this case just sewer gets completed so we anticipate uh, several miles of those being uh, kicked off in kent island states i know that they've been working on petitions and they have pretty good um, participation positive participation to get those moving forward so i think we're going to see some of those over the okay. next couple of years so it's a matter of getting some folks in to get them trained so they can you know carry the torch
1: because we're going to lose some on the back end
0: yes
7: okay be,
1: yeah
0: so good question all right uh next page next slide is the Capitol. And um, so our capital budget overall is um, just under 31 million. Uh, 24 of that is general fund. So there are, is a significant portion of water and sewer enterprise capital and public landings. Uh, we have a $9 million bond proposed. And I will say um, um, last year we were projecting a $14 million bond in, the, um, in this year's budget. So we've, we've uh, gone through and got that down from 14 million to 9 million. We've included $6 million for the Board of Education in funding for their central office, Kenora School roof replacement, building assessment projects, uh, various projects there for technology plan, security, transportation, furniture and playground, playground replacements. We've also got $1.7 million in the Kent Island, continuing Ken Island Library project is going along nicely. Parks at $2.6 million for Terrapin Nature Preserve, Ranger Station, uh, bathroom, athletic field lighting at Old Love Point Park, playground equipment and Route 18 Park, and we'll say we'll talk about that later when, when Steve comes in. Steve Chanley, Director Chanley. Um, this is not all new money here. We we looked at the um, allocated uh, designated uh, fund balances and we reallocated some stuff, so um, we we took advantage of that so we could reduce the again reduce the bond debt and use up some of those allocated funds for, for some b- bigger projects you know going forward. We got our public sewer extension from Sellersville to Barclay, which is, we're going to man, manage that, but it's not really uh, county dollars, that's grant, but we're going to manage that uh, as that moves forward. We got 600000 for volunteer fire companies, uh, YMCA at $500,000, Southern Kent Island sewer, um, phase 2 and 3, uh, $3.3 million, $500,000 for uh, continuing CAD and public safety upgrades over at emergency services, and then $4.3 million, which is grant. Uh, in this budget for the detention center renovation, which again construction is targeted now for um, fiscal 23. All right. So um, the next several slides are, is our six-year capital plan, and I'm not going to go through that in a lot of detail. That's there for your reference, and it's also in each of the binders. That just shows um, the uh, all the projects that we have over the the, the six-year time frame. The fiscal 22 the current funding year and of course five planning years behind that so we have spent a lot of time trying to balance that out and then after that starting on page uh, slide number 28 which is uh, page 28 in your books is our fiscal 22 capital budget by funding source this page uh, this this series of slides shows the the current year fiscal 22 capital budget expenditure projects by funding source whether it's PAYGO, grants, bonds, operating funds, fund balance, or other, and I believe the other categories where we listed the uh, designated fund balance numbers, and you'll see those if you want to look down at the uh, on page 31, you can see a significant um, allocation there of assigned fund balance for projects that are in the capital plan uh, on, the, uh, on the parks for parks projects there, about $1.5 million in, in money that is, uh, is not new money, it's there assigned and going to be reassigned to these various projects. So that is the capital budget and we'll be talking more about the capital plan, the capital budget on Tuesday of next week just after uh, Public Works comes in for their briefing. Uh, the final slide and then I'll turn it over to our friends from the Board of Education is uh, just upcoming dates for consideration we have over uh, here on April 8th our next work session is uh, right after our next county commissioners meeting uh, on April 13th we have one final well we have one open work session date that hopefully we won't need on the 15th which is a week from today and then we have our final work session on May 18th uh, which is after the public hearings which will be we're having 3 this year Kent island of course constant yield hearing here in Centerville and then uh, Southerville middle school and they've been planned and scheduled. Um, and then we hope to pr- pr- produce a county commissioner's budget release by the next uh, commissioner meeting, well, the last meeting of this month on April 27th, and then adopt our fiscal 22 budget by uh, June 8th. So that's where we are today. So, any other questions?
1: Next weekend, we have a uh, board of ed, right? four o'clock next Tuesday, yeah uh, next, next, weekend, next Tuesday yeah
0: we can okay. do a board of Education liaison meeting if uh, I'm sure they'll be, be available for next Tuesday yeah sure 4 okay. o'clock yeah.
1: thank you mm-hmm.
0: we'll get that if you have any agenda topic items you know let us know and we'll uh, we'll get those over to dr. Kane and her team okay We good yep. mm-hmm. no questions well done
1: <laughs> well done right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> so far so good all right I'll take and, that
2: uh, tab 2 is just that's all everything that you've already seen in the budget presentation it's just more for a reference it's all the same charts and there's a few things on the municipalities and the um, constant yield certificates are in there but this is stuff that we'll just continue to discuss and is in there so you can see so moving to tab 3 board yeah. of yeah. education tab,
0: tab 4 tab, tab 4 sorry yeah. tab 4 is uh, the board of education presentation so we will cue that up and uh, Turn the floor over to the board of, the of education. Table,
6: table is yours, Dr. King. We'll be moving out of your way. Hi,
7: Good. Oh, we go. Thank you so much. Actually, we out here. So come on up, Miss uh, Towers, good evening, everyone. evening. For the record, Andrea Kane, superintendent of schools, and I have with me my team, and we also have our board member, uh, Ms. Tammy Harper. Absolutely, you need to have that. Uh, Jane Towers, you know, our CFO. We also have with us Ms. Carla Pullen, interim chief operating officer, and Ms. Vanessa Bass, our HR director.
6: Welcome to you all.
7: Well, thank, thank you, you very much. You wanna in charge? <laughs> this is not really. <laughs> so hopefully you've had a chance to take a look at that uh, presentation that we have provided for you. We have made a couple of revisions um, during our our budget meeting on March the third, but this is essentially what it is that you need to be taking a look at. I hope you have the most updated one because that looks like. We'll see if there's if there's a correction that needs to be made. We'll make sure that uh, that we make that for March third is what we have.
0: I think I think it is, but we we didn't we didn't change the title page. I do believe we have. the well, most we updated. did.
7: We did. So that's why I'm wondering if if we have the most updated <coughs> version. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it, it is. Is, yeah. Yeah. is it? Yep. Yeah. Okay. all right. That first Thank page you.
0: we may not have adjusted. That's oh, what I'm saying. Okay. the rest of them. I think we okay. did adjust. Yeah. Very
7: good. So we'll just go right ahead then, and we'll get started. Of course, uh, the purpose today is to go over our budget development process, share with you our budget requests, uh, key components of our revenue and expenditures, and um, again, our budget requests for FY22. We want to make sure that you are aware of the fact that our budget is designed around our five-year strategic plan and district progress indicators. We have provided for you our outcome for our school district. And, of course, it ends with and starts with students and ensuring that they are globally competitive, prepared for career, and civic ready. So we want to thank you for that, paying attention to that. I'd like to share some data points with you as we get started. Some of them may be familiar to you. Some of them may have a couple of updates from the last time you took a look at them. Um, So let's just go ahead and get started. One of the most important factors, of course, in the success of our students is having a highly trained teacher, making sure that we have someone to facilitate those lessons each and every day in every one of those classrooms. And of course, offering competitive salaries is, is part of that. So what we've prepared for you is a little bit of information on our starting teacher salaries. We want to ensure that they are competitive with other Eastern Shore districts um, and ensure that all of our new teachers hold a bachelor's degree. So we have a starting salary of 47.9, just about for those with a master's degree um, and starting slightly above that. There are over 50,000 residents, of course, in Queen Anne's County, the sixth wealthiest county in the state, with over 86.7% of those households having access to the internet. And of course, we can't forget that Queen Anne's County is the largest employer in the county, providing resources and revenue back to our county in the form of well-prepared human capital, ready to work, support economic development, and give back to the community. Let me share with you some of the great things that are happening in Queen Anne's County Public Schools. Of course, first and foremost, you realize that Bayside Elementary School was named uh, one of six Maryland Blue Ribbon Schools, but has subsequently been named, of course, the first for Queen Anne's County, the first national Blue Ribbon School. So we are very, very proud of the accomplishments of that school in the community. We continue to share with a couple of other districts, the leading graduation rate, we are at 96.45%. We also have earned this year a citation from the governor for our work in environmental education. We have 100% of our schools are green schools and we continue to engage our schools and communities in educational um, efforts around environmental literacy. There are many, many. Did somebody want to ask a question? Okay. There are many, many um, accomplishments we have had in the area of fine arts. I'm not going to read them all for you, but there are several there. Some are absolutely noteworthy. I just want to point out all-state winners at band um, at both high schools, all-state and dance at Ken Island High School. 45 students earned all shore band recognition. Um, we earned 2020 best communities for music education, national honors out of 754 school districts. So we are just really, really on fire, continue to be in the area of fine arts.
1: Mrs. Mogidson's pretty amazing.
7: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, at, uh, and, and next let's talk a little bit about school bus safety. As we've reported in the past, Queen Anne's County has partnered with Bus Patrol and the Office of the Sheriff to put stop arm cameras on all 112 of our school buses. And of course, the intent there is to increase safety for our students as they get on and off of the school bus. Next, I'll talk a bit about budget development. Our calendar or development timeline is as follows. Our budget discussions and our planning begins with the central office level round about July. So just as soon as we have struck a budget, we start on the, follow, the next year. So July through September, we're having budget discussions with our um, central office and school-based administrators. Early in the fall, we get the budget requests from schools and the central office departments. In January, we report uh, feedback from the public with regard to what they believe our budget priorities ought to be. Uh, We have a survey window this past year for about three months and just like everything else uh, over the past year, it was not normal and we had only about 125 responses this year. Between December and February, we work with our school board to narrow and prioritize budget requests from schools in central office. Of course, we hold those budget uh, work sessions just about weekly for most of that time. In March, I present our budget request to the school board on March 3rd, our school board did come to consensus and approve a budget. And now we are here to talk with you about our requests. In crafting our budget, I think it's important for you and for the public to know that I am required as superintendent to prepare and present an annual budget and seek in every way to secure funds from local authorities for the support and development of the public schools in our county. Our next slide summarizes our budget survey. And just as I mentioned, it was not a normal year. We had only 125 parents as compared to over 400 the year before. Um, But these are the priorities and they are ranked in order. The high levels of achievement graduating college and career ready was the number one priority. Competitive salaries to attract and maintain high quality teachers and staff. Small class sizes that's low teacher to student ratio and safety and PPE supplies ranked fourth. For the next few slides, I'll talk about our revenues. And as you can see, most of our funding comes from county and state sources. Any federal money we receive is restricted for certain purposes, as you know, such as Title I and IDEA for special education. This year, we also receive funding from the state to help mitigate the spread of COVID-19. And we anticipate funding to support summer programs for students across all grade levels. And you may have heard us talk about uh, $3 million that we're expecting um, from the state for S 2.
1: So when you mentioned summer programs, that's that's students that fell behind and this is
7: summer school. This is any student who wants to. Oh, have, Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to prioritize. We really struggle with um, getting teachers that want to work over the summer. So we're, we're working. Yeah, we're working uh, to get enough teachers. So our plan is to have two um, four week summer sessions and we're really working hard to that okay. so we're going to prioritize students who absolutely needed are falling behind they will have first priority and then everybody else. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Um, this next slide shows um, that about 86% of our um, each dollar in our operating budget is allocated towards salaries and benefits not different from what it has been over the last several years. Of course, we always put a slide in there regarding wealth per pupil. I've already mentioned that Queen Anne's County is the sixth wealthiest county in the state of Maryland and our per pupil continues to, wealth per pupil continues to increase. Let's talk a little bit about maintenance of effort. Um, Of course, it's a funding level imposed on uh, counties by state law. The law requires county governments to provide as much funding as they did in the prior year on a per pupil basis. Uh, For several years within the last decade, Queen Anne's County has been funded at the minimum level required by maintenance of effort law. And for FY22 calculations, Queen Anne's County had the second highest increase in wealth per pupil at 8.1% across the state. Education effort, of course, is determined by evaluating three factors. We go over this every year. Um, um, The lesser of the county's increase in local wealth, wealth per pupil, <coughs> the statewide average increase in local wealth per pupil, or a flat 2.5%, and it was determined that because our local wealth per pupil was 8.1% and the statewide growth was 5.5%, the state imposed a minimum per law of 2.5% to the per pupil allocation.
8: If, if I could add to this too, with House Bill 1372, that is, um, ready to be published that they're looking at possibly a 3 year average for maintenance of effort taken 17 18 and 19 <coughs> or using fiscal year 19 we're still waiting from guidance from MSDE on that so that's just an update from what we're seeing from ahead. when this was first drafted morning.
5: Yeah. nothing here
7: So we'll talk about the operating budget, uh, revenues. Thanks ma'am. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yep, there we go. Our budgeted revenues for FY21 and the estimated revenues for FY22 are shown here along with the requested increase for FY22 highlighted in the middle column. As you can see, we're requesting 1.6, just about, million dollars for FY22 for a total budget of 107,205,514 dollars. As I mentioned earlier, our budget process uh, that we use shows that our budget is aligned with the district's five-year strategic plan. The district's five uh, progress indicators are drivers for this budget request and from this illustration you can see that the indicators, what the indicators are for the five year strategic plan goals. They fall under learning and accountability results, safety and security, operational effectiveness, human capital and community partnerships and engagement. So I'll start with the first goal, learning accountability and results. This slide shows, uh, to the far left, you can see how we prioritize the requests. M represents a mandatory expense, CB represents the cost of doing business, PC represents program continuation, and PE represents a program enhancement or a new initiative. Strategic goal one is learning accountability and results and we are requesting a full-time instructional assistant for Centerville Elementary School, a gateway teacher for Sudlersville Middle School, gateway to technology teacher, um, professional development for fourth and fifth grade uh, for math program, licenses for discovery education, tech books for social studies and licenses for Adobe Creative Cloud for our CTE course. The total that we're asking for for um, goal one is $142,160. For goal two, safety and security, uh, we generally include uh, requests for this category in the capital budget Um, And funds needed from grants, but but this year there's only one request that falls under this category in the operating budget, and that's a drug and alcohol instructor um, that has been requested to provide instruction for students. For goal three, we're asking for... Um, Can
1: I interrupt you Dr. Kim absolutely.
7: real quick? I apologize. Going
1: back to that drug and alcohol prevention instructor, that $85,000 is that, part of
7: that salary? Yes. Part of it's salary. Yes. It's, Some of it is equipment benefits. and stuff like that. Correct. Okay, thank you. Yep. Um, so for operating operational effectiveness for goal three, we're looking at transportation bus contracts for $133,000. We're looking at shredding containers services for all buildings at $6,000 and travel tracker for athletic trips and for students and that helps us to schedule trips and keep track of buses and transportation. That's for a total of 147,384. Also, we have under operational effectiveness $12,000 for software licenses um, for academics. Under goal 4 for human capital, this is our compensation um, placeholder and our board uh, is requesting $917,000 for compensation. Which includes 32,000 for minimum wage law required uh, increases. We do not have a request for community partnerships and engagement, although it is part of our strategic plan. And next we'll talk about our recommended um, capital budget requests. And we have provided uh, and and have gone over with you um, some documents that Ms. Pullen provided and sort of listed out uh, priorities that we had and and this will align with that document. (coughs) We're requesting a total of $13,105,513 broken down into the following categories. First, um, the Kennard Elementary partial roof replacement, um, state funding of 663,000, and we're requesting from the county 852,000. We're asking for some uh, funding for county uh, funded projects, and I did hear you mention um, in your budget presentation what your plan is for that. I just want to note that this uh, slide reflects $3 million for the planning and design of the new central office, um, but it also includes just shy of $3 million for repairs to the central office, so know that we are not requesting both. Right, we we certainly are not, but we thought it was important to show both of them on this document in case one was not funded, we would still be requesting the other.
6: And those those are improvements that are needed because of the age of the building.
1: Correct. Correct. Now the HVAC that so that uh, that two two point two million, that's just the HVAC. That didn't include the windows and stuff that we looked at. No, that's 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 uh, just HVAC. Mm-hmm.
7: So wood windows and doors, 250,000 in the line below that. And in this slide, we also, I know, we also requested um, health suite expansions for Graysonville and Kennard. But
6: for, for the central office for the HVAC, is that, is that running centrally, seen there? Because I know when we toured, there was a lot of window units. So would that be? Air,
7: air yes, window, that over. window units.
6: Oh, window units also, okay. Yep.
7: Next we'll look at facility assessment related um, requests, building services for 320,000, building shell, window gutters, downspouts 185,000, interior painting and tile for 390,000, site walk- work for sidewalks and asphalt 460,000 and then substructure repairs for 35,000. Our next slide shows request for athletics at 415,000, Classroom technology replacements at 70, which is a constant Uh, custodial equipment at 100,000 fleet vehicle replacement 267,000 food service equipment replacement. This is a repeat of a lot of requests that we uh, were not funded for last year 417,500 and furniture replacements as cafeteria and classrooms at 380,000 maintenance equipment replacement. For 63.5 miscellaneous projects for the, for the across the district, 69,200, and you do have detail for that. Uh, PA intercom replacements, 140,000. Phone system replacement at 120. Plating around equi- equipment at 472,000. Portables at 62,000. Upgrades and repairs to them, and security upgrades for 193,000 continuing with our capital request for transportation we're looking at buses and equipment for 1075 our technology plan which we are in about uh, year 4 i believe at 1.3 almost 1.4 million and textbooks at 500,000 could i saying? ask
3: you uh, the the transportation buses and equipment that 107,000 is that for new buses. New bus, yes. And how many buses does that get us? Is that just two? I'm one. Sure. That's one. Okay. So what is the fleet vehicle replacement then? At two hundred and sixty-seven thousand. So those are for maintenance vehicles for the fleet replacement for twenty-year-old vans for our maintenance staff. Four of them. Is that what you're saying?
8: We only have two. There are several other line items underneath there as well. One is a bucket truck that is low on our priority list, but that would help us do for any of our. Um, exterior
7: lighting projects that we would have Okay. Uh,
1: right, right now you're outsourcing here. that? We
9: typically we utilize the counties.
1: Oh, okay. The counties, trucks. I got gotcha. you. Um, okay.
2: And
8: we get scheduled to be
1: able to utilize that. Okay. Thank you. One bus.
7: Whew. That's a needs bus.
1: And now it is that, uh, but that's, that's um, special needs bus. Okay, because it's got the... the Thank you.
7: So all total again, $13,105,512. So of course we are requesting full funding um, of this budget. Just a couple of things to note and I won't go over every single thing because I think many of these items that we have listed in our presentation are self explanatory, but because this year we were looking at the 3 million for hold harmless uh, would require the county to pay at least a dollar over maintenance of effort in order for us to qualify for that. So that is uh, that's hanging out there and that is uh, substantial for us, of course. Uh, There's the issue with compensation, being able to fund compensation for our employees who have had, just like everybody else across the county, a a horrendous year and have stuck in there and really done a yeoman's job of ensuring that our children are getting what they need and we are grateful to them for that. We are certainly going to have to look at staff reductions in the event that we are not fully funded. We're going to be looking at that anyway. Um, And then of course there's the increase of deferred maintenance for safety and security updates. Um, we would be out of compliance for our minimum wage requirement, safety concerns with furniture that is in um, a great deal of disrepair and continued underfunding funding of key services in terms of special education and transportation. We always, you know, are tight with those budgets. So we just thank you for uh, your partnership this year. We have really um, been grateful that you have been meeting with us each month and and ensuring that you understand fully what our needs are. So we thank you for that. And we just would like to always end with we are in this together. Um, Regardless, we know that we are advocating for the same group of people and that is the folks in the community in Queen Anne's County. So we thank you for anything that you're able to do this year. Questions?
5: Thank you.
1: Thank you. Questions? Oh, yeah, I
7: think we're she good. answered them as we went along i oh, just i think
1: so too it was a great presentation it's better to save them, then do it then and then wait to the end yeah <clears throat> all
7: right. and you all have this document from a couple of meetings ago with all the detail for capital. yes with that everything that you explained attended? color-coded I'm pretty sure, yeah. we'll sure you have, we'll make sure that you do. F- yeah,
4: that's okay. the end, right? Yeah. And, and you have the document that we had Brittany create um, with the Kerwin overlay? Yes, yeah. Okay. And are that. you in agreement with those numbers as they pay out, pan out after HB 1372?
7: I think we need to go back and match up. So we'll, we'll go back and match up and we'll come back to you. We'll be ready to talk about that on Tuesday then. How about
4: okay. that? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. All
7: right. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Great. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Kane, the only thing I want to know is, uh, sorry to... So late on the question. Okay. Out of that 13 million, mm-hmm. if you were to get 7 million, or 8 million, do you have a priority that you're going to go down on the list with? Yeah, okay. yep. we always do
7: prioritize. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. good. Thank Thanks. You. I guess this table has been wiped and wiped and wiped. <laughs> I think the varnish is gone off of it now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. ready to go?
4: Next. Yeah. We have that's our next
0: up, up here. We we'll yeah. a little have of schedule, which is good. Bring them in. Bring them in. alright All, right. we have all in through here. Scott Haas, Department of Emergency all Services. I don't we spend money on that? you sure? He's going to kind of eight run us eight eight through. At 830, you've got to spend uh, spend explain everything. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. question. that you. Scott, nice to
9: see you. Can everybody else do this? Scott I brought Brittany with me
4: (laughs) she can't protect you
2: okay (laughs) okay we are going to move to um, tab five that is des okay so first in your binders you'll just see an overview of all the departments um, just a summary of their FY 20 actuals, 21 approved and 22 proposed. And then behind that, um, moving to page 107, there's a line item detail for each department within DES. So I don't know if you guys want to go through that. Nope. Nope. If anyone has any questions on the individual line items, feel free to ask. But that all just summarizes to your summary on 106. So we will move forward then to your enhancements. Um, page 114 of your book. These are operating enhancements. this is just
8: the You just want to go down those
2: then? Explain.
9: You want to do the.
2: Do you wanna see what they're looking at too? This was just your ma- your narrative of what you guys have requested.
9: Should I go in the order of this? Yep, or? so first is
2: the conversion of the part-time. He's
0: coming calling 6.20. What time do you get
9: there? Right, so first request is on the EMS division. And if you remember from last year's budget, um, this was a request that we put in last year.
1: Could um, you move the microphone a little closer to you? Yes. Thank you, brother. I'm sorry. Perfect. <laughs> Jim's getting old. He's getting old, he didn't hear so well. You're you're looking out for him,
0: true. (laughs) But guys are all so helpful
6: with each other, that's great. Jack, there's always one in the group. (laughs) Teamwork. All
9: right, so uh, last year we put in this request, and basically what it's doing is adding one position on each of our shifts and basically eliminating our part time. Uh, historically we have had a lot of issues with our part-time and it's been getting worse as years advance this year was a highlight of the issues that we have with our part-time we currently have 11 positions in our part-time staffing five of them are currently filled and we've had extreme difficulties filling the rest of them Uh, as the budget process came up we basically discontinued attempting to fill the positions to see what happens during the budget process Uh, Right now, the, the, the rose, I guess, in the COVID emergency or our pandemic is we've been able to fill our shifts, but we've been filling our shifts with overtime uh, because we have no back time fill if anybody takes off or if there's any vacancies. And luckily for us, that's been covered by uh, FEMA reimbursements and, and the CARES uh, reimbursements. So. As we come out of the state of emergency, if we don't fill these positions, we're going to be stuck in a position that we're going to have to cut back at least one supervisor unit on an active shift and we'll basically be in a position that we won't have enough coverage to keep all the transport port units in service 24-7. Is that,
3: is that because people take time off? It, it's basically... You, got the, you have the units... But if somebody takes a day off, you have to have somebody to fill that unit.
9: That is correct. Right. And okay. the way we're typically moving right now, because of our part-time dilemma, what we used to do in in our historical past is fill it with part-time. Right. And it's just not available to us right now.
3: So what do so, you do when everybody comes to work? Then you have an extra individual there that does what? If you were to, if you were to get these positions, I guess in, you know you're, you're basing that one extra person per shift because somebody's always going to take a day off. Is yes. It, is it? Always summons will always be gone.
9: Is that it is, it is a rarity that we have a fully staffed shift? But basically, what we do uh, if we do have a full staff shift, and if that extra person's on duty, we got an extra unit for that day, is essentially what happens.
3: Okay,
9: but that is a rarity happening. But every once in a while, we are stuck in a position that we can put an extra transport unit on the street.
5: Okay,
9: any other questions on the EMT request?
5: I don't have a question. I would like to make a remark that I support the inclusion of the three extra people at least, because if you look at the numbers, which I do every week and talk to Wheatley about them, we're just, I mean, you can see emergency ramping up year after year after year. And if you get behind on parks or a lot of services, you can make it up later. But one thing we can't do is on uh, public safety and particularly in EMS, get behind and not answer an ambulance call. I mean, we're just, this thing is something where we've got to keep ahead of the track and if we have to cut something in the budget, the one thing I don't want to cut is, or I'd be sad to see cut when we put like that, would be the, uh, dispatch and uh, EMTs. I mean, I, he wouldn't have put them in if they weren't needed. So just making an Scott,
1: when, when we have units, uh, volunteer units that are BLS status, mm-hmm. we let them do the transfers to keep our ALS status units um, in service?
9: Yes. As much, obviously as but much there, as we can. But there is not a lot of in-service time on, on those units. There's not a lot of what? In-service time on those units. They're not in service a lot. Oh, the the, the, Volunteer units, correct. Gotcha. All right. Any other questions?
5: Well, the scratch rate is
9: just terrible.
2: Mm-hmm. Also, just to add, as part of the enhancements, there are added costs for uniforms and um, overtime for these positions. But they all tie together.
1: Yes. So, so, so what did you just say? You just said that if we bring these positions on, obviously we have to allow for uniform costs and overtime for those. Correct. Have to be calculated in. Okay. And that, that's been done already when, when you look at those? Okay.
9: Everything's included. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, the next request, I believe, is... Okay, and I think you already. You
2: don't have to you don't have, to, include,
9: you don't have yeah. to discuss that one. Correct and that. Uh, maintenance contracts. Okay, the other enhancement uh, within the EMS division is an increase in maintenance agreements, which is something that typically happens every year and it's generally in between three and 5% increase on most of our maintenance agreements. This is for our cardiac monitors, um, all of our uh, patient transport devices, such as gurneys, stair chairs, Uh, We have to have annual service on each of those devices, and that's what's included in the maintenance agreements. Uh, The next thing on the list is an office coordinator uh, position request. And one hard lesson that we've learned over the last 12 months is uh, we lost our office coordinator within our department. Uh, She moved to a different department within the county, so luckily Mm. she is still with the county and we've replaced our office coordinator uh one thing that was painfully obvious was we knew how much she worked and how tough her job was and i think a department our size we're the only department our size that has one one office coordinator within the department Uh, our office coordinator currently is responsible for all of our grant programs all of our billing all of our financial Uh, also takes care of seven to eight satellite offices that we have maintaining all the equipment that is at those offices and supplies and it's an overwhelming task for one person and we currently have one of our EMS uh, employees transferred into our office assisting our current office coordinator just so we can keep up with the pace. Uh, So what we're requesting is an additional position to assist our current office coordinator
2: next one would be the network engineering.
9: So, uh, network engineering. There is a growing need for that within our department. There's a growing need for that within the county. Uh, Midway through our construction process at emergency services and our our renovation process that we're doing, uh, the county is currently in the process of implementing some very large programs across the board. Uh, Our IT department I I believe is on the overwhelmed side of things trying to implement those programs. (laughs) to say the least. Uh, On the same side, DES is also on the overwhelmed side trying to implement all the programs that we're trying to implement on our side. Our core projects that we're doing right now is next generation 911 and our CAD implementation Plus, we're reconfiguring our whole IT room at DES with the renovations that we're doing. And unfortunately, our current network administration is coming from coming from county IT, and they're the ones supplying the network. That,
1: that was the gentleman that transfer over from IT to you guys?
9: No, that, that is a different thing. So, oh, okay. so that was Rob Lopez, and uh, he did not do network administration over there, but he came over to help us. Uh, with our division chief position in, in our support services division. Uh, so currently we don't have a network engineer on staff and county IT is not pot, capable of providing those services to us. So we basically have two choices. We can contract that service or hire an employee and we're currently contracting services but it's very expensive to contract the services in We basically need a full-time person and we're basically paying a contractor full-time right now to do it for us. Uh, The next request is uh, if you're familiar with animal control, animal control falls under our special operations division. Uh, we've got three full-time officers in the Animal Control Division and we've got one part-time officer and they're basically They don't work around the clock, but they're on call around the clock What we don't have is a supervisor in the field with with the crew that's out working So the, the supervisor or the crew that's out working is basically the the division chief of our special operations which is Laurie Morris And when she's not available, uh, I'm your supervisor for animal control that goes out and uh, assist. So what we're trying to do is is uh, give more oversight for for the people out in the field and and to provide more assistance to them as they're doing their job out there. And provide some supervising. Planning committee. I think that Okay. Uh, the next the next thing on the list is um, the state is putting together an IMT team or they have put together an IMT team and when they originally did it about four or five years ago they asked each jurisdiction across the state of Maryland to supply money for the team. Uh, and at the time, uh, each jurisdiction supplied $10,000 to go to the team. And what they did was bought their initial supplies. Uh, it also covered all the training and uh, basically stood up the team. So what an IMT team does, or emergency management team does, is uh, the most classical scenario that we have is the tornado that we had through come through Kent Island. Uh, this team actually came out and helped us during, during that event. Uh, They helped us go door to door to the victims uh, from that event and they helped us uh, compile all the reimbursement information and and, uh, put us in a position of uh, gaining uh, FEMA funding to help pay for the restoration of that area. This is a vital team across the state and we've been asked again this year to supply $10,000 to go to this team and each jurisdiction across the state was asked to do the same.
2: And then the dispatchers.
9: All right so the next next thing is the public safety dispatchers and uh, right now our crew configuration in our dispatch center is we have one shift that has six uh, staff members on it and the rest of them have five staff members. That's why we've requested three for four shifts. Uh, what we're trying to do is get six across the board uh, two years ago the state did uh, a study on all 911 centers across the state. The study was a workforce study. Uh, Queen Anne's County, uh, the focus on the study was how much staffing is required at each center when they implement next generation 911. How, much, uh, how many employees do they need to implement the process? So, Queen Anne's County, uh, the recommendation for our county was seven per, per shift. And what we're trying to do is build the shift up to six. Uh, we put this request in last year. The other part that the state did was they reconfigured how the 911 system fee service is delivered in the fee that goes on your your phone bill every month. Uh, they increased the amount of the, of the county a lot to help cover the expenses of the next generation 911. Uh, that implementation went in last fiscal year in 2020. And we have seen an increase in the projection increase for this year uh, since the base before the increase is about $220,000. And what we were proposing in last year's budget, which is the same thing that we're trying to propose in this year's budget, <coughs> is to move that funding into hiring the three additional positions that, that we require in a dispatch center.
2: That's all. That's, That's all. all the enhancements.
3: Just like that. Just like that. Like that. Okay.
0: Questions? Yeah, commissioners, if you want to refer back to the enhancements page on, on 17 under tab uh, 2, that kind of shows you what we've included um, out of those enhancements for the Department of Emergency Services in this currently uh, proposed county administrators budget um, page 17 at the bottom there. so you can see the overall there were nine positions requested we um, included four of those and, um, allocations for some of the other things we talked about just now so I think they're all listed right there um, Scott's done a good job explaining those so if we want to make adjustments to those we can, uh, we can do that.
1: Hey um, Scott the animal control we have th- three full-time and one part-time? Yes. Okay. And how many
9: are on shift at any one time? So basically we've got an overlapping shift Monday through Friday. So we, we have one in the morning and one in the evening, but they overlap. Okay. So they're, they're on duty, I think, together for maybe three hours during the day. <laughs> one works later into the evening. Uh, and then weekends is mainly what the part-time person's covering.
1: Okay and now they're on call so they're they're in a, they're in their county animal control vehicle when they're on shift. Yes. On call where are they where are they staging until a call comes?
9: Where they're staging is basically home so okay. uh, they they're allowed to take their vehicle home with them when they're on call. Okay. And um, they basically re- respond from the residence. Okay. And I believe like from about 8 until 7 a.m. Or 9 p.m. to 7 a.m. is when we've got an on-call person responding. And on weekends, I believe it's from 4 in the afternoon until about 7 in the morning. We've got so an so before to the overlap, animal control officer comes on. Where there's
1: if there's a, a situation where you need two. Um, so if the animal control officer in a situation where he or she cannot handle the animal by themselves, in other words, you need two animal control officers. What what do you do then?
9: Well, if we don't have two available, uh, we get creative. So we've used law enforcement in that scenario. Okay. Uh, We've used paramedic units in that scenario. Okay. Uh, We've used uh, our administrative staff in that scenario. We'll pull anything that we can to to mitigate the situation. Okay.
1: Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Actually else?
0: Any other questions for uh, Director Haas while he's here? You've done a fine job explaining all of his uh, proposals. Any other general questions or...
9: I just want to end by thanking you for the support over the last year. It's been a very difficult year for all of us and we wouldn't have been able to do the job on our side without your support. So thank you very much.
1: Uh, Real quick kudos to your team early in the vaccination process and I know they put in long days and um, and of course, even yourself in the triaging out front. So you're a great job.
9: partner at the door. So you're welcome anytime. <laughs> um,
2: we do have capital for DES. If you want to talk about your capital projects while you're here.
9: I sure will if they want me to. Capital budget for yeah. Scott. Yeah. Okay.
2: So page 118 of your book will show just a summary of the FY22 capital budget for DES and then following that page is all of the individual capital budget requests from their department did you want to go through each year
9: you want to graze over request? it real quick I'll graze over it real quick so there's a administrative vehicle we basically replace one administrative vehicle per year the the one that we've got targeted for this year is a I believe a 2012 mm-hmm. vehicle He's it's creeping page. up on about two hundred thousand miles, no, yeah. and uh, is in need of replacement. Uh, the next thing is an emergency management uh, plans update for our upcoming year. It's sixty thousand five hundred, and what we're trying to do is a commodity flow study, I believe, or excuse me, it's the hazard mitigation plan update. Uh, for 2023 is what the project target is. Uh, we're also trying to replace one of the animal control vehicles. Uh, when we brought animal control within our department, they came with four vehicles. Uh, two of them are those little dinky van type vehicles and then two of them were pickup trucks. What we did with the pickup trucks was we put conversions in the back end of them so they could carry multiple animals. Our problem with the small vans is they're great for transporting cats but not too great for transporting dogs and so we're very limited in what we can do with a small van type. Um, So what we're trying to do as we replace the vehicles are go for the pickup truck style where we can transport multiple animals in one vehicle at one time.
5: Would it be reasonable to take note that we picked up two ambulances through cares money? That's the county's being spared the budget.
9: Yes, we did. And uh, we did pick up two transport units in the cares, which uh, the health department is currently using as mobile vaccination uh, transport units. Uh, when they're finished with it, they will be transferred over to our department. And those were taken out of our capital budget for this upcoming year. So they're not um, reflective this year.
6: But that 700 saves a lot of money. Yep.
9: So all, all in all, it was about a savings over the next two fiscal years of about $700,000. Uh, the next vehicle that is in, in the uh, proposal is our <coughs> EMS, um, Supervisor vehicle, so this is basically replacing uh, a suburban that we have South County. If you're familiar with what we did with a pickup style truck that uh, Mr Wheatley displayed uh, put on display about 12 months ago at one of your meetings. Uh, this is identical to that truck. So it's a pickup truck where it has an environmentally controlled cap on the back for our medical equipment on the back end of it. Uh, the next request is for our SCBA and PPE replacement. So every year we work on replacing our protective gear and our SCBA, which is our self-contained breathing apparatus. Uh, they're on a about a 10 year replacement cycle on the SCBA and is definitely a 10-year replacement cycle on our protective gear that we wear in the field for motor vehicle accidents and fire calls. The next request is for cardiac monitors or actually a cardiac monitor and AEDs. So uh, our cardiac monitor, uh, I guess I can call it our fleet of cardiac monitors are reaching about 10 years of age and that's about the time that you want to recycle and replace them. So what we're proposing over the next several budget cycle is, is doing one cardiac monitor per year. Every other year we're eligible for a 50-50 grant that will help pay for that cardiac monitor. This upcoming year we're not eligible for the 50-50 grant. Um, so we're stuck with the full price of it. Secondarily, uh, on top of this request is we're also responsible for the countywide AED program. So this replaces old AEDs, it purchases new AEDs. Uh, and also supplies the materials that the AEDs need for upgrades like batteries and pads that, that go into chest. Uh, what we're slowly doing over the course of several years are every, what we're trying to do is get every county vehicle that is on the road supplied with an AED. Uh, we have done it with law enforcement. Centerville PD is part of our program. Uh, so every cardiac arrest that goes out, we also do an all station alert on law enforcement side, and if there's any close law enforcement officer in the area, they also respond to the call. Uh, we basically have a six minute time frame to get an AED on somebody and actually uh, perform a defibrillation uh, to get a save in the field. I believe we're up to, thanks to our law enforcement partners, about five actually, Walk out of the hospital saves from from this program. We'd like to continue the program. Uh, it also supplies all the AEDs and buildings. But as we build out, uh, one of our targets for the upcoming years is our parks department vehicles because they're in our fields, they're where our children play, they're where the sports events are, and if we have a cardiac arrest in those areas, it would be very nice if we had an AED close to where they are. And the other great thing is they're on our radio system and we can do an all call with everybody to get them out to uh, go to the cardiac arrest. Page
5: 127.
9: Part two uh, of the CAD replacement is this upcoming year. So part one, but. Everything for the CAD, and we're currently in the process of just getting off the ground on implementation of the CAD. Um, one part that we didn't know the exact cost of, and we probably won't know the exact cost of until we really get into it, is one of the most expensive things that we have to do on our CAD conversion is uh, implementing the old records into the, the new CAD. And our sheriff's office has the biggest stockpile of our records. Uh, So the more that we put in the the more we're going to have to pay Uh, and we really don't know what that exact cost is going to be until we really start doing the data conversion from their old records into the new system. We also have a contractor that's overseeing this this um, project that we need to pay at the end of the project and that's part of what this this uh, funding will cover. And there is a lot of things that are going to have to be implemented in the field, more so on the law enforcement side, but it will also be on the DS side, but all of the mobile data terminals will require updates and integration to the new CAD system. And that's what this will cover. The next one is our public safety network. Page 129 On page 129 mm-hmm. and uh, basically this is what is upgrading the brains of our system and keeping our 911 center up to date with the latest software, computers, computer monitors. Uh, this also partially funds uh, some of our radio software, radio equipment software and radio equipment purchases. I think we're almost there.
7: Uh,
9: and we're there. I think that's, that's all it for,
2: for the FY22. The rest of them are out years requests.
6: Okay. All right. Very good.
2: Questions?
6: Yep. I think we're good. Good. All right. Okay. Thank you, Thank much. you very much. You. Scott. Scott. You. You're welcome.
4: Thank you. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to it. <laughs>
9: Thank you, Todd. Thank Scott. you, commissioners. Thank you. See you.
4: Good evening. Hello.
10: Do you want to, uh, Patty, we'll go ahead and
11: just have uh, a <coughs> couple more. You guys can sit there and we switch out.
0: All right, commissioners, tab
7: number six, different.
0: I believe it is, for the um, <coughs> sheriff's section of the budget. Not too many pages here to review, so we move along pretty quickly
5: good. Uh, Roger that. a bit. It's a the kind county of logistic.
11: Logistics. Back up here. For yeah, we got, we have your spot here, man. Oh, okay. I need space for you. You want
2: this yet? No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
0: you. So tab, uh, tab six, we're on page 133 in your books. And it's on the screen as well. You can see the screen from where you're sitting take it away
2: okay and again like DS you just have a summary of all the department or I'm sorry this is not departments this is a summary of the different categories of their expenses um, and then following that on 134 is the breakdown again of the line item detail um, and if you have any questions feel free to stop us on the details okay so then moving on to the next page These look like they're capital requests, but these are all items that we have since decided to move to the operating. So you'll see them as operating enhancements, but when they were first submitted, they were capital request submissions. So if you just want to start with, um, well, the first one is the vehicles that we already discussed. If you want to say anything about that.
11: I think we're we're looking to replace 10 of the patrol vehicles for the fleet. And um, that would be a consistent replacement. Um, We average about seven years per vehicle with a fleet of 81 vehicles. Um, We have about uh, 11 or 12 of those right now that are gonna be taken out or disposed of. Um, So that would give us the current replacement of 10 vehicles per year with a fleet.
2: Okay, and then the next one is the storage building.
11: So currently we're in desperate need of uh, storage for certain specialized equipment that we have within the agency. And currently right now what's happening to the equipment is it's being degraded by the sun and by weather. And for $60,000, it's a pretty cheap investment because most of those vehicles and those tools actually cost that to replace. And we're getting to a period now where a lot of this equipment's been out in the weather for numerous years now, two, three, four, five, and six years, and starting to really degrade quickly. So we are in desperate need of storage. We do understand that uh, storage space is hard to find. So one of the things that we're looking for is to have a space that we can lease, where we can put all that equipment inside with, one, for fiscal responsibility to maintain that equipment so that we don't have to replace it in the upcoming few years, which would be much more than $60,000 in storage.
2: So just to stop you there, um, when the request was first put in, it was for a new building. So the capital request you will see is much larger. Mm-hmm. Since then, they've come to the idea of doing a lease, um, using that open bay, that's by them. if you want to talk about that
11: sure so there is uh, there is talk and permission given uh, I believe by the town of Centerville for Ashley storage to build additional storage spaces behind our office is in their existing plan and when we heard this we approached them and they currently have an existing building that will be big enough for five RVs which would actually be big enough for us to put all of our equipment and they're willing to lease that to us for a short period of time or a long period of time, depending on what our needs would be, um, with a year-to-year lease. So that would be a temporary solution instead of having to build a building. We are open to the idea, if you guys are willing to give us a new building. Um, But
3: we we can't, we're (laughs) giving it to DES.
2: But <laughs> so if it's a new building, it will go into capital. But right they now, beep, it's a lease.
1: They beep certain comments out of this. <laughs> See, there's benefits of getting in here first. That's right. <laughs> yes, yes. Which building of DES is it?
2: So it's 5000 a month for operating if yeah. it's done the lease way.
11: It's great option for us for storage. It, it will really protect a lot of equipment the out there. And, and prevent that from degrading uh, with weather conditions at all. Currently, right now, some of it's being stored um, at different locations, some down by the sanitary district is our trailer, uh currently being stored down there, and I believe uh MRAP is out sitting at the county yards underneath one of the lean to things there. Um, in different engages of boat. Uh, kind of it's moved out from the parking lot to parking lot.
4: So Brittany, what was the cost for the building originally in the Capitol to build it?
2: The building was four thirty seven. Yeah. Four thirty
4: seven. You're gonna pay 60 grand a year for a lease so eight years it'd be paid for don't think that Mm -hmm. far less than the if you build it would you right where you guys
6: are now Do you have it in the location for it
11: Um, we don't have the location for it um, but I do believe that uh, we're kind of a a weird situation where eventually coming down we're going to need to look at in the future uh, a, a new sheriff's office at some point so I guess the, the proper planning would be figure out where that location would be at some point in time uh, and look at where that building would go there with what the county currently is. Your department is allowed to grow. You the, know that, right? Just, I kind of know. We are, we're extremely fiscally <laughs> responsible and we're very happy with our, our tiny little quarters that we have now. They're all probably shaking their heads
4: behind me, yes. I'm sure they are.
6: We've got to land with the
4: detention center. We can do a for over there, you know, get you guys uh, out there with the detention center and part of this project. What do you mean? We'll build the place for the Board of Ed, and they can move into the old high school.
12: That was the evacuation.
11: <laughs> we're open to uh, we're open to an expansion, so I think <laughs> offline we should you know, figure out what the plan <laughs> would be for this. Laugh about that.
10: Uh, Carroll County, I think, sheriff is in an old high school. Yeah, they are. There yeah.
11: you go. And Caroline County, County just I think spent two point eight million. I, I don't want to quote it because I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think Caroline County's new offices they two two point something million. And they just built a new sheriff's office over there. So it's coming down the road. We'll, we'll be coming for you all for that request. But look, right now, I am happy with a little garage to put that stuff in just to- But that
3: little garage is 60,000 a year? That's
11: what I'm saying. No. 5,000, it's 5,000 a month, 60 grand a year. Grand a year. Well, that's, that's what a, I'm saying. It's 100 by, 100 by 60, I believe, or 100 by 80.
1: That's really so 6,000 square feet, roughly. Yes,
4: sir. <laughs> wow. That's what I'm saying. I That's mean, if steep. you're looking at it from an investment standpoint, it's silly to spend 60 grand in rent. <laughs> if you're going to pay for the building ten, in less than eight years. $10 a month. So, $10. So, yeah. The other thing Seven is, and a half years you've paid the for the building.
5: The other thing is on a short lease, if you go broke, you can drop it. Well, but
4: the problem is Stevie with, look, construction costs are going through the roof and there's no end in sight. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to build anything, you better do it in the next couple of years because yep. again, it's going to cost you double
5: I I agree I don't think you can price construction today
4: no that's why I'm saying if if, to me you're spending 60 grand on a lease seven and a half years at we bought it today seven and a half years it would be paid for and you're not getting that return on anything else right now that's all I'm saying we should look at it from that standpoint I do okay
11: so I did bring my building consultant major Dwayne Boardman in he is uh, a Jack what about that
3: place we didn't tear down what was the name of that place Todd
0: the old crumpton senior center there you go <laughs> the old Crumpton. Oh, <laughs> and
3: that had a big old lean-to building back there now they're, now they're that's sitting behind box, you uh, shaking their a heads
0: maintenance shop but
3: it's it's a little
11: maybe
0: out of the area that we're looking at, maybe yeah. to, to store
11: some of this stuff. It would be a long response time yeah. for the rescue vehicle to drive down to you know, the canal area. But it's on the water. You know, I want to say one positive thing. I appreciate the dialogue. I really do at least we're opening doors and creating dialogue about the needs of the Sheriff's Office. Yeah, um, we, we have options. We have options. Absolutely, options. Absolutely. so I, I do I do mm-hmm. welcome this. I think it's a great uh, yeah. great segue into what we need to do. So we need to look at that option. Of what's available. Commissioner, I agree. I think it would be a good thing to build the building. Um, but if we need a short term lease for a year, it's also available as well. Do you know what the time horizon is for that
0: construction of uh, the building there and behind it your could office? could
11: be wrong, but I think they said it should be done by September.
0: Have they broke ground yet? Uh, I haven't checked. Building it? No. Okay. Yes, sir. Right.
11: Hmm. It's just a heated and cooled pole building, I'm sure, storage building, it's set up for RVs. That's what I'm saying. That's all you need for that aspect of it. Yes. Yeah, we don't have
3: plumbing. Right.
11: It's good location. I mean, it's certainly ideal for location-wise.
2: And this is a short-term lease too.
11: It is. It's short-term. Yeah, they're they're very agreeable to short-term, a year to five, whatever we decided. Um, With that, uh, and also, I mean, they would probably, know, they would probably be approachable if we had an interest in, you know, acquiring that property as well. I'm sure. Further down. You know, they're very, very nice to the law enforcement as far as that goes. They just want to help accommodate us. And I do understand that there's a price tag for it. But... Okay, good. Okay. Um,
2: the body-worn cameras.
11: I'm going to step up for
2: a second. Okay. Captain Moyen, and Lieutenant Mark Hill,
4: join us. Oh. Thank you. Nice. <sighs>
2: Now, I'm sorry, just to add before you start, this is also something that's been moved from a original capital budget request to the operating budget. Um, it'll be a lease. So an operating lease, okay. which is an ongoing, should be in operating. So you'll see it as an enhancement, not as capital.
6: Okay.
2: Do you want to sit here? Nope,
10: I'm good. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
12: Good evening, Lieutenant Mark Neal Queens County Sheriff's Department. I am the program manager of the body camera program for the office. I'm happy to report in the final closing minutes before we signed the, the final contract, Captain Moya and myself were able to negotiate a reduction in the price that was finally agreed upon. We, uh, about $110,000 difference, mm. lower than what we originally agreed upon. So we got to save the count of money there as well. So the total price is uh, 672,584.90. That's for the entire five-year contract. Uh, I can break it down year by year and you have the stats in front of you gentlemen and lady. Um, Year one for the body-worn camera themselves, that's the physical units that the deputies wear on the person, year one is $19,066.50. Year one for the interview room, we're also getting an interview room uh, camera system, recording system for our detectives, which needs upgrading badly. That's included in this package. That's 17,864.90. Year one for the fleet cameras, the in-car cameras that we're also getting. um, It's 45,920. Total year one price is $82,851.40. From that moment forward, uh, year two total price is $147,433.75. Same for year three. Year 4 is 147 and year 5 is 147 Total body cameras we're purchasing are 75 uh, total in car cameras we're purchasing are 40. Axon is throwing in extra equipment um, to spice the deal. They gave us 5 top of the line taser units for the deputies. Um, they're, they're approximately 2,000. 2000- 2,000 per, per unit, mm-hmm. so that's $10,000 right there they just gave us to us in addition to what? Plus
10: unlimited uh, uh, data storage uh, cartridges, and they're very expensive.
12: Correct, and the data storage is included in the package that's unlimited data storage for all the data that we're gonna acquire with these units. How long do they, how long do they store it for? Uh, for? As long
4: as we need
6: it. The
10: retention period for well, well, yeah. This is, uh, we, we, we have it set up for four yeah.
4: years. So what, what's well, what the new law, what is that going to, how's that going to affect it? Because that's one of the things is the expense of the long term storage. They're talking about 15 to 20 years in some cases.
3: Yeah,
10: We're in line with best practices on that. And then um, anything that we need held longer, uh, we notify Axon, Lieutenant Meal does, and that's held indefinite. So longer than the 15 years that you're talking about so anything like a homicide case or uh, high profile whatever whatever we need when the state's attorney said hey we need that evidence forever we can hold it forever
12: mm-hmm. and even if even after the five-year contract we own that data so if we go to another vendor five years from now we own that data and we Do they can- then port that over to the dex vendor
4: and what you're saying unlimited but because I've heard a lot of nightmares, we had a lot of discussions at may about this and there's a lot of concerns, big counties, small counties about this cost, the fiscal cost year over year, how it could increase, especially with some of the mandates that they're going to have associated with this off site storage and redundant storage and things like that. This gets you in the door kind of deal. What's it going to be in that five? Do you have any guarantees on what they can raise it in
12: five years? I can guarantee we've we've had them for the past five years sir and we've had limited data storage for this last contract and just to give you an idea just with the body cameras themselves we had over 23,718 recordings, and that's not including uh, this year this package will include the in-car cameras too. So we've had no issues with the storage it's a cloud storage based system it's backed up it's secure. And uh, they've been an excellent company to work with, as far as. But, but you just started with the body warm camera, so it's twenty three
4: this year. But then you got twenty five next year. Mm-hmm. 30, so you, you're going to, you know, getting hundreds well, of thousands. In the, of we're
10: locked into five years. If, if we enter in this contract, we're locked in for five years. What he told you, there's no extra hidden cost. There's nothing. Okay. Because uh, we, we we just finished up a five year contract with them.
4: And they, it wasn't a big jump. It was
10: not, No, it's not a big jump okay. at all. Mm-hmm. However. There is no guarantee five years from now what the next contract will be. Mm -hmm, Right.
4: I mean, that's just, I'm just expressing the concerns I heard from other counties and just making sure we're in line and if you guys are comfortable with it, then I'm good. So just to piggyback off of that, uh, some of these other counties only purchase uh, certain limits Mm -hmm. on their data. Okay. So because
13: this is unlimited, uh, there's, there's, there's no, uh, you know, stoppage. We can,
4: we can put as much in there as we want. Okay. And yes, it will transpose over to whatever other company.
3: Do you have any uh, cameras in the vehicles, dashboard cameras? We now we
10: don't. With this, we will. And, uh, so
3: you'll have them in the vehicles and
12: body?
10: And, and Lieutenant Mail can speak to the, the great, uh, why it's a necessity. Uh, Tell me about the automatic.
12: First of all, the quality is, is top-notch. Axon uh, is, the, is the cream of the crop when it comes to this, this product. Uh, the good thing about the, the next generation we're going to with the in-car system is it, it'll be an automatic activation. When a deputy activates their, their lights in their vehicle, their lights and sirens, their body camera will automatically activate and start recording. So it takes the officer out of technically the out of activating the camera before we had to do it manually, mm-hmm. each and every time. Now it's going to be a, a simple flick of the switch with inside the car with your lights, and the camera starts activating and recording before they get to the scene.
11: And it will also allow us, any other cameras that are in the area, for example, if I have definitely drawn scene, it will automatically actually activate their cameras as well. Uh-huh. So we have uh-huh. a multi-dimensional view of the situation, which gives us really good transparency to the situation from a lot of different angles and not just the one perception
6: of the officer model. So but the, the camera for the patrol car, so it was just straight on. Fra- f- so nothing inside oh, the yeah. car.
10: There's no, yeah, there's, there's a camera inside that, uh, cam- that there's a camera in so if you have someone detained in there in the back,
11: there's the personal good. space as far as data and interactions with the people there.
6: Yeah, okay, that's good.
11: If you
10: listen, if you watch, everybody here watches national news and you'll see all throughout the county, the departments that have had units that don't have auto-activation. There's problems, it creates... Um, as to when you turn, when you turn
1: it on. When right. you it on, when you didn't turn it...
10: Right. Correct, it creates a, a lot of skepticism with the public and anybody that's in the system, but this new system will alleviate that.
1: Yeah, and it
6: takes human error out as well, so that's, I mean, it, you can focus on law enforcement and not on shooting
1: film, okay. which is what your job is. And clarity is important. I'm sorry, sir? Clair- the clarity is important, absolutely. One of
11: the good things, too, is we were five years ahead of this bodybuilding yeah. camera mandate. I mean we've always been very proactive and reactive to what we're doing. So I think we really understand the system, we know what's going on. Um, we, we're, we're very familiar with this exact vendor and the storage system so, um, itself. These are clearly enhancements, but we've already had this in place for the past five years, so this is just the continuing of that five-year agreement into a new contract um, you know, for complete transparency with our county. Continuity
12: of operations will be seamless with this. With this company. So we are very used to them, as the sheriff had indicated. Easy
6: right. enough. That it. is all. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen.
4: Thank, Thank, Thank you very much. Very good. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No, you're good. Sure. Yeah, you're fine. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Thanks very much. Thank you guys. Yeah, well done. Evening. Okay. Thanks. And
0: I believe our next next crew is uh, here, ready to go? Yep. So
9: this will, this will be in
2: your next binder. This will be in your... Binder
6: number two. Yep. Moving on. Yep. Moving on. Yeah. Tuesday's
4: Tuesday. over. Tuesday's yeah. over. Tuesday's yeah. Store that for me. Yeah. Speaking of storage.
6: <laughs> Tab two.
2: We are going to go to tab three. Tab, tab three. Um, again, in this binder, tabs one and two are just for your reference. They're all the enhancements Goodness. and um, schedules and all the full capital. But uh-huh. parks will start on tab three.
1: Was there a was there for the sheriff's office? Was there a single capital request page, like you had for DES, or is no, it those because three? Because
2: they don't have a request. They don't okay. have any capital. They're, their their requests operating. all went under operating operational enhancements. Okay. Yes. Yeah, the big two
0: pieces were the police cars and the body-worn cameras which were switched over to operations.
2: But if it does go in, it would be a capital for a new building. Okay. So that will come out.
5: Okay.
1: (laughs) I was waiting. You got that queued up? Do you guys guys go get something to eat and come back? Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to be hangry up here.
2: (laughs) Do you want to pull up a new one on the screen? Yeah, probably wouldn't hurt. Let me just give me one second. You can start going through if you want. Um, The first page of that tab is, again, just the summary. um, And then following that is all the line item detail um, within their departments, parks and rec, and the airport, golf course, and public landings. So if nobody has specific questions on those, um, we can start with your operating enhancement request.
5: request.
13: Right. So our first uh, enhancement is, is we're looking to get um, an additional $70,000. dollars we taking a position a conservation specialist that we had um, uh, put out uh, we had trouble finding somebody uh, and it's you know it's just been an ongoing battle of trying to get the right person for that job. So we think that it, in our best interest, would be good to um, turn that over to a contractual um, to a contract with a company, not a contract with a specific person. So that way we know, exactly what that person is going to do we can kind of dictate which are our hot spots and where we need that person to go to so we were looking to have um, uh, for a total of a uh, hundred thousand dollars the seventy thousand was the um, the wage and benefits from that position so basically we're asking for an additional $30,000 to cover that cost okay and
2: then do you want to talk about the um, the part-time
13: Right. Uh, let's see. So the uh, next enhancement request is about um, covering Terrapin, Matapeak, and Ferry Point. We looked at it a couple of different ways and what is uh, presented before you is a, um, a modified version. It's either Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or just Saturday and Sunday starting from uh, Memorial Day through one week after Labor Day. You can see up on the chart um, how many days it would actually be covered for each month, uh, the total daily cost and the total monthly cost, and we're looking to ask for um, $51,480 to, to cover that. We just recently put out those advertisements, so I'm hoping that we're going to get some, um, some applicants. Uh, truth be told, we're having problems getting applicants for any and all positions, and I don't, <laughs> I don't see why this would be different uh when i when we're getting less than a handful of people for a career position i'm worried about the you know the number of applicants we're going to get for a seasonal position as well so we're hoping to uh to be able to get that and we'll we'll find out in the next week or so okay
2: so the enhancement for fy 22 would just be for those months july august and september so you won't see the full 51,000 on the enhancement list it is thirty five thousand five hundred and sixty eight, which includes benefits. And then you also have the two vehicles that were anywhere recognized. Um, now, do you want to go to capital? <laughs> okay, so page 35 is the summary of capital request. Do you want to talk about, do you want to use this page to uh-huh. do it or did you want to do your individual? Let's just going
13: to do the individual.
2: Okay, um, he's going to move forward to page 38.
13: So well, obviously this year was kind of a, uh, a different budget year. We've asked to, to look at a couple of different examples or different ways of, of submitting our capital budget. Uh, we realized that um, there are some capital projects that um, have money from past projects and we had looked to potentially combine them into some smaller categories. So instead of having 35 indi- individual projects where you know maybe 15 or 18 of them don't really have enough money to do that project, we wanted to combine them into some uh, more generalized categories. And and by doing that, we would be able to do two things. One, we would be able to get more projects done. Uh, Our request would be less than (laughs) what we um, would be (coughs) asking for doing it the the traditional way. Um, But with that being said, we went back to the um, uh, to the traditional way, as, as instructed, um, you're going to see a lot of projects because, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, we need to, to look for. We need to kind of plan ahead. You know, a lot of our projects are um, big ticket items, uh, playgrounds being one of them. You know, playgrounds aren't your $50,000, you know, just one and done. Now playgrounds, especially ones of any significant size, are going to run up anywhere from $800,000 to a million dollars by the time you uh, put in the, um, the the equipment, the the rubberized surfacing, the fencing to go with it, the under drainage, everything that goes with it, you know, those are big ticket items, so we don't want you to have sticker shock when you, yeah, when well, you I, see I that. Yeah, I
6: think a lot of people don't understand that. Like, they're thinking of like a swing set they would get, like, at, you know, for Home Depot, for their house, and they don't know it. Exactly. it's a whole other ball game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it really is. There's a lot
13: of stuff that goes underneath the playground yeah. that contributes to, to the cost.
6: Got to make it. sure it's durable and can Take the beating, and yeah.
13: Um, but going down in order, we have artificial turf. Um, we were um, we don't have anything proposed up until um, FY 26. Uh, we were looking to construct two artificial turf fields with lights at White Marsh. Um, basically, we think with, with that price, it would be really just a you know one continuous artificial turf property lined. Um, as opposed to like the, the two we have at separate ones, so therefore you can get a little better cost because you're already um, mobilized there on site, and it would be you know some some cut costs for the um, uh, for the vendor. And as we all know, fields are in in high demand. Artificial turf fields, you know, are are great. You know, on the on the back ends of of each season, you know, March and April. You know, we, we never know what the weather's going to be like if it, if it's, you know, rainy like it usually is, you can still go ahead and have, whether you're soccer games or, or lacrosse games, you know, what have you from there. Um, athletic field work, we have a couple of different projects. Um, we wanted to um, replace the lighting at Old Love Point Field, field number four, specifically due to safety um, conditions.
1: Can I ask you a, a sure. question on that? Um, So you guys just put LEDs in there. It just seems to me that the field's much brighter than it has ever been. Are you talking about adding more lights there? No, we're talking about all new towers,
13: replacing um, all the lights on the baseball field, the soccer field, the uh, volleyball part of the parking lot. Um,
1: On the side? uh
13: Uh-huh.
6: The problem is some of the structural concrete bases are failing.
13: Oh, okay okay and another project we were looking to do is um uh replace the the fencing fabric on um field three at old love point as well again you know over the course of time they rust they get bowed out they become unsafe um we did that at um uh, at 18. Um, looks really good Um, so you know we're we're trying to make those those um, capital improvements uh, then in 23, we've got uh, lighting installation for all White Marsh soccer fields. We've got a quoted price um, right now for about 1.1 million dollars. Um, you know, lighting is a big, you know, is a big ticket item. Uh, let's see, that also includes ball field fencing, two home run fences um, at at uh, Bats Neck, and sand and volleyball court at Round Top and White Marsh.
0: Yeah. In the interest of uh, going forward through this, we have a lot of capital projects So you want to just hit the FY22 sure,
13: projects because
0: there's that. quite a number that are in the out years and right. we we're talking about okay. the FY22 yeah, budget right. that. Yep. so that may, that may save a little time and avoids okay. some of the confusion. So this is the, okay.
13: Yeah.
2: Capital equipment.
13: Yeah. Uh, we requested. Page.
2: page. 41. Sorry.
13: We've requested uh, $250,000 for that. Uh, We're looking to get two three-quarter four-wheel drive pickup trucks with plows, um, a 60 horsepower four-wheel drive tractor with a loader, 18 foot bush hog, um, a Buffalo turbine and a leaf vac. And that equates out to about $250,000, which is actually down from what we uh, previously asked. I think last year, this fiscal year we asked for 296. So we come in a little bit under that. Uh, FY22, an ongoing uh, project that we have been doing is um, uh, court work. Repay, next page. Next page. I'm sorry, 42. Oh. So before you go to the
3: next page, you, you, we're still getting all the other prior fund balance trash, truck, ball field, groomer, gators. All that's you, is part of at the bottom there?
13: Yes, we're still in the process of um, getting the rest of those.
3: And those are just be used prior fund balance.
13: Correct, correct. Um, Let's see court work uh, we're looking to repave um, uh, some more basketball courts. Um, That's we've noticed That's a big capital um, item that has been needed you know we've got huge cracks that are running through uh, some of those those courts they're unsafe for play. Um, So you know we need to take care of our infrastructure we're looking for at about 150,000. Uh nothing on the trail. No. See uh, page 44 uh, the cross island trail repairs we still have a little bit of money left over. Uh, we have one section that we need to seal coat and we'll be looking to do that um, this within the next couple of months. Uh,
2: landscaping parks landscaping. Parks
13: landscaping. Um, we're asking for 74,000, 74, I'm sorry, uh, for park park drainage improvements, conquest, greenhouse, and uh, contracted tree work. Um, tree work, you know, some of the, the trees that have fallen recently due to storms, you know, are just bigger than what we can handle or in a precarious situation that our staff really isn't qualified for. So for their safety, it's best to contract that that information out, I mean, that, that job out. Um
2: Pavilion Concession Comfort Stations, page
13: 50. So we're looking to um, add additional um, amenities to the Terrapin Trailhead as we're getting the um, restroom and ranger station uh, constructed. There's still gonna be some you know, other things that we're going to need, whether it's um, picnic tables and grills, um, maybe a little bit of patch paving to kind of bring folks together, some fencing items and things like that. So just to kind of uh, finish that that project off.
2: Sorry.
13: Sorry. Um, FY22, we're looking at playground removal and replacement and surfacing at Route 18. We're estimating that at about $110,000 plus the Uh, prior year fund balance that we have uh, to deal with. Preventative maintenance uh, expense. uh, Page 52, we're asking for $150,000. What we were requesting is um, uh, natural area protective fencing, and that is to um, wrap around some of the the seagrasses that we have on our waterfront areas. Um, that's it's going to serve as a dual purpose. One, to allow it to grow and make sure that we keep people out, um, and two, just to um, you know reestablish the you know the, the surfacing that we need there. Because right now, because of um, it just being open, you know, people aren't respecting the area and they're just you know going in and laying on it and tearing it up. So we have is, to protect. Is that it. like
5: snow fence or what? correct? It's like the wire fence with wooden slats going through it. It happens that I have captured at Conquest about 20 rolls of snow fence. Oh, really? It belongs to you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
13: we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Captured. They threw it away and I <laughs> said, The last thing on um, the preventative maintenance expense was um, we're requesting two generators for Route 18. We don't have any generators. As soon as we lose power, that means not only do we not have power to communicate internally through the office but we more importantly we don't have generators to power our gas pumps so if there's a huge snowstorm and power goes out and we run out of gas we're out of gas um so we need that um in addition to that but we also need a place where where staff can hunker down in because sometimes during storms you have to hunker down in we need to be able to provide them with heat heat yeah so, um, and just like you know, any organization that, um, that comes out in, the, in an emergency, you know, we need to be able to be fully functional. We shouldn't have to um, you know, do a crapshoot and figure out where do we have to go to and to find gas and stuff like that. It should be available. It's our hub. It's our headquarters. And that's where you know, we need to uh, make sure that we can function that way uh, as we assist the county in you know, time of emergency. Next page. Um, we were looking to um, construct a pole barn at um, Conquest and Terrapin uh, for $40,000 each. Um, we need some uh, uh, to provide more uh, storage for equipment to keep it out of the weather. Um, like right now, snow season is over, but we have steel steel plows, so they're out in the elements, so it just they deteriorate even quicker. Lawnmowers. Um, and, and bush hogs and things like that during the winter time they're exposed, they get rain, they get snow, they get ice on them, and it just makes them deteriorate even faster. so in order to make those capital equipment last longer, we need to provide a protective uh, area for them.
1: Tell me about this um, the camping area at White Marsh Camping. Um, Oh, I I see that. That's Um, 26, that's all right.
13: Right, that is something that is in the concept plan um, that we did for White Marsh uh, several years ago. Um, It's the back area behind um, behind the pond. We, as Mike can attest to, there are no campgrounds for scout groups. Apparently scout groups always have to go out of the area, though we have accommodated a couple of them a few times up at Conquest. Um, but again, it would be more or less for, uh, okay. for, for scouting groups, not, not campers, you know, this would be very primitive. Um, Terrapin Trailhead, uh, again, as we said earlier, it's just um, using um, the fund balance um, with POS money to go ahead and construct the ranger station and uh, restrooms. Uh, see trail development and maintenance. Um, as we heard through the comp plan, trails are very important to, to this public and you know, they want to see them continue on. And more importantly, they not only want to see them continue on, but they want to see them connect. You know, It doesn't do any good to have a three mile trail and then a 10 mile break and then another three mile trail. So we need to somehow go ahead and incorporate and get those together, not only for connectivity, but also we need to be able to get them so they can get to places not just a leisure ride you know obviously with the traffic conditions on on Kent Island we need to figure out a way to get people to be able to get to stores and restaurants and things like that on there's on another bikes. sort of connectivity
1: other than broadband that is <laughs> our trails right, yeah? right. <laughs> uh let's see that went right over
2: stage 56
13: white marsh sewer planning design for installing water and sewer to to connect uh white marsh park um, obviously we're just going to need a plan and that's the the first step in trying to get that together we'll need a you know as white marsh continues to grow we're going to need to be able to provide you know real restrooms better restrooms for a facility that brings in that many people and that many sporting events to to the area. That's uh, all for
2: parks. That's
13: all for parks.
2: Moving on to airport unless you uh, have questions.
13: That's enough but, for parks.
1: Yeah, it's never enough. It's enough. It, it, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, were you going to report on landing separately or? Yeah, that'll come in. Okay, yeah, all right. Separate. Yep. Um,
2: that's what the rest is in. Linda? It's airport and then golf right. course. And
8: then the Linda, <laughs>
13: if you'd like to come up and kind of explain your capital projects a little, probably a little more in detail and be able to answer. I'm going to shift this over yes. to,
2: to her. Specifically the runway 11 that's the F.Y. 22
8: piece. Okay. So for our capital budget
1: request. Uh, it's, with been that. It's, been it. that it's been a move
4: for microphone torture. Please, yeah. There you go.
8: Um, so this year we're currently involved in pre design for our runway rehab. Um design would be next year and construction would be completed in 2023 in the spring in a two month period. Uh, following that towards the outlying years, the next project would be the South Apron with uh, design in 2024 and construction in 25. And uh, The outlying years are less certain, but currently scheduled with the FAA would be an environmental assessment in 2026 and then um, moving into expanding the North Apron in 2027. Do
2: you have anything else? Thank Thank you. Painless. Yeah, easy. Golf course. You're next.
14: Good evening, everybody. <laughs> You're
2: on page 62. construction
14: of the front nine greens right the front nine the golf course was built in my best knowledge 59 1959 and the greens are very old push-up dirt-based clay-based greens Um, they suffer every summer with root rot pythium they die a lot of them die in spots very hard to maintain so we're looking at not only reconstructing but expanding them Uh, (laughs) (laughs) most people most people prefer the back nine because the greens are larger so (laughs) we push a lot of play especially the nine hole you know juniors and seniors and ladies and and such all want to play the back nine so it gets overcrowded on that side and the front nine doesn't get as much play so we're hoping that by expanding them that we'll get more play on that side a lot of people like the old parkland they just don't like the greens Mm -hmm. plus when they die in the summer they don't want to play on you know dead greens so we're going to start we would like to start by hopefully rebuilding two per year. We rebuilt number four in 2004. I believe it was, so um, we have eight more to go. Two per the, year? Two per year.: Well, we're hoping two per year. The cost is anywhere between 40 and 60,000 dollars for a green. <laughs> Do I hear four per year. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the plan right now. So, uh, you know, we'll bid it out and see what it costs for each green, has its own character. So, it could be, one could be 40, one could be 70. I don't know what we're going to run into. That's all. All right. Thank you.
2: Thank you <laughs> okay. Then we have public landings. Is that the one you're going to work that's on? Page 63. Now, most of these are grant funded. Um, there's only one project that's not grant funded. I don't know if you want to go through all of them.
4: Just the one that's not grant funded.
2: The non-grant funded So then that would be on page 66. 70. Yep,
9: 66. And that was the land undesignated. Yeah, we just like to set aside a little bit of money in case a piece of property ever becomes available next door to one of our existing facilities if we want to expand parking or uh, it's coming out of the uh, our own fund balance, so it's not county general
1: fund money. Mm -hmm. So no specific location
9: just southeast brief. We we have some land at Southeast Creek actually. So some more But that's a there, good example.
4: Yeah. Definitely could use more parking down there, yeah.
9: We actually own that lot next right next to it, so expanding into that is on our radar. Good. There. Yeah. Good. Maybe just,
4: uh, that's just one of the big complaints you hear down there. People just lining up on the road and then you can't get in with right. two vehicles that don't fit nicely on that road. So Yeah. Uh, um
1: the the um the marina and the boat landing down at the end of Dominion, You go down the end of Dominion, make a right. Instead of going to Marling Farms, make a right. We have a, a marina down there. Mm-hmm. Um, someone had mentioned um, that it's dirt or gravel. When it rains, it gets pretty muddy. Any chance and that we could be looking at paving it at some point? or uh, We could look into paving it and then maybe just
9: uh, some more stone down there is our pretty current muddy. plan. Pretty yeah. muddy. Yeah. Just putting that out there. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Okay.
2: That's your whole department. That's it. Yep.
7: If
2: there are
3: any jo- questions? Jo- any Nothing for Jones. She don't have any capital or anything Can in that hers. Hurt.
2: Oh, you do not No, I don't have anything. I was going to say, you don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, unless you added something.
1: Let her just come up.
10: Oh, I'm sorry. You asked
2: for $600 for your tracking system. Yes, well, that's less than 10%. That's not an enhancement.
0: Uh, okay. Another. We got her covered. She's
4: all You can have that. Yep. So she got a, a Had everything you wanted. The one-shot. <laughs> right. Snuck it in there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can take it out of Phil's pay. <laughs> Right. Okay, that's,
0: that's all. all. That's it. Any, any questions for any of these folks while they're, while they're still here on anything?
13: No questions. Any other questions? No. We are having
7: programs. Yeah, and they started. All right. That's
13: great. But that's great. Excellent. And one last thing, I will say, you know, even though COVID was a you know a crazy year for us we were still able to get a lot of projects done. And I think people will be able, if they go out to uh, some of our parks, they can see some of the improvements that we made. So again, you know, it, you know, our goal is every year is to be able to do something new and let people see exactly what we're doing.
1: And, and we've talked about that, but what you guys do um, and the improvements that you make are very tangible. There's something that people can identify with right away right. and they can see the value and the money, the tax dollars that we spend for that kind of stuff because they're using it every day, every weekend. So it's not that the other departments, what they do isn't important, but we get a a quick return on public satisfaction on what you guys do. Yeah,
13: And that's why those capital projects are important because not only do they they show that we've done something, but they're going to last hopefully 20 years or so. So you'll get your money's worth out of it. And then the other important part is just making sure that we take care of the infrastructure that we have also. So it's that balance between new and replacing what we already have.
6: It's Thank good goodness. to see the kids out playing sports again. Oh, all right. Right. kid.
0: Okay. Thank you all. Good job, Director Chandler. Wait, wait, Mike. Great job, everybody. Thanks for coming. Good
3: to see Mike, you don't you want to tell everybody how many fields we got right now in line? Tell me that number again.
6: Eighty seven.
3: Eighty-seven fields.
5: Eighty seven fields. <laughs> thought,
3: okay. That's a lot of fields. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There.
8: Okay. County three- Oh, yeah, it's all all so,
1: hey, Jim. between multi-purpose fields and baseball diamonds we have 87 fields lined
3: soccer fields across fields whatever there's 87 fields that are all marked and people are playing on them that's a lot of fields well, I was
1: telling Steve that I have hired it the Point Park last night on that 90-foot diamond. They put all the new grass and I mean the, all the new infield dirt and, yeah. and, the, and the lines that they drew. I mean it was one of the best-looking boxes the batting boxes I've seen them do ever. Yeah. I mean just brilliant.
3: Amazing when things are when things are dry and they're not running like maniacs they can get it done.
1: We Severna Park Green Hornets came over last night and played on that diamond.
0: Uh, I guess we're going to give you all a homework assignment to look at outside agencies over the next couple of days. That's uh, tab number four in your books, so we have a number of those. Um, each commissioner gets an allocation of $65,000, um, and let us know if that's sufficient
6: for all of your desired um, outside agency requests. So, so we have, to have s- that ready for
1: next Tuesday? We will. We so we that's up to a us? total we can, of um, three
6: hundred twenty-five for outside agencies. Correct. Yes. Yes, that's okay. correct. Totally. Yes.
1: And and, and so should you wanna describe or at least explain what the outside agencies are and why we do what we do or
8: go ahead.
1: Oh great. Don't do I it? don't have mine in front of me. So basically these are um, Jack you can chime in if you want. Since I brought it up. We're gonna you make brought do up. it up. We're going to let you do it. <laughs> <laughs> that way, you won't bring stuff up next time. <laughs> so, so, basically, um, the, the outside agencies are just organizations, a um, combination of nonprofits, community organizations in our community that play a very, very important role and come to the county commissioners each year during our budget cycle and ask us for financial help, which we're glad to do because they play such an important role in our community day to day. Um, Examples. Uh, Chesapeake Cats and Dogs, uh, Animal Services, uh, Eastern Shore Heritage, uh, the Kennard Alumni Association, Ken Island Federation of the Arts. Um, The list goes on. And as I said before, we're glad to do it. We do it every year. So that's what the outside agencies are.
4: Okay? Great description. Any other information we have tonight
0: for If you want to Tuesday. talk about the municipal tax differential, tax offset uh, if you look back in bonding number one and you flip to tab three, tab two <coughs> under one tab two, page 63 and this was a, a worksheet that we do each year that shows the offset differential for each of the municipalities and Brittany and I met um, and Commissioner Jack Wilson. We're at the COG meeting and, and talked with each of the towns. Of course, the towns ended up here for their tax offset hearing at our, our last commissioner meeting. But, uh, basically, <coughs> this sheet shows the summary for each town, how, what funding they got uh, the last uh, four or five fiscal years from 16 to 21. And it shows there are 22 requests and cents. So,
1: what tab are we on? I'm sorry.
0: Tab. 63.
4: Tab two, page
2: 63.
0: Hey,
1: um,
2: binder,
4: one, binder one. So binder one. Mm-hmm. Tab two. But tab two is the same in all the binders. 53. Right? 63.
8: 63. Oh, 63.
4: 63. Uh, it's tab one. <coughs> the last binder is tab one. In fact, had said originally one and two were the same in both
1: all the binders.
2: They have this. Well, the numbers. <coughs> okay but the, but the information, the information
1: is okay okay is yeah I got gotcha. you yes. so I'll, I'll tell you what I will make, a, I, I, will make a sorry, <laughs> I will make a suggestion that's all good I will make a suggestion my fellow commissioners that we you <coughs> what we funded those agencies last year and fund them the same amounts the municipalities the, I'm, I'm sorry the municipalities yep um, just to get the conversation started Okay. What is the difference so on what we gave them last year and what they... We, <laughs> do,
2: we do a whole harmless. So for any right. of the towns that have a calculation that comes up less than what they received last year, will, are receiving what they received right. last year. Okay, and that's part of the ordinance as a whole harmless. Um, it only really happens when there's a decrease in accessible base. So this year, um, the ones at the top that have an asterisk next to them are ones that fall under that whole harmless. So they will, you'll see, it does agree to their FY21 funding in the first.
1: Okay.
4: <clears throat> so I know at the Cog meeting it was brought up and it was back and forth discussion about, about whether they give the tax offset or they take it, have all of them designated what they're going to do now?
2: So as of yesterday, um, Centerville has decided that they would like to request the funding amount versus the um, differential.
10: The offset. The offset, the, sorry. So they want to to the town. the this
2: year, last year, they, their citizens were, or their residents were taxed at a lower tax rate. So,
4: so we happens. hold, we have the ability to make that decision. Yes. They, they can't make it. They can request it. They can request
6: it. Sir. They requested it, yes.
4: Mm-hmm. Now in the past, we've always gone with their request. Um, well, yeah, but I think in the past that was always that the money went back to the citizens. To the citizens. So there's where I got a little bit of uh, heartburn about them wanting to put it into the general fund and not give any of it. Back. And I think they've split it too before, right? I don't believe so. I, don't I thought there was one year. But anyway, all or none Beyond that, I just, I don't know. Do we have to do all or none
6: or can we split it if we wanted to? You can put anything you want in there. You can, you can do,
4: want, yeah, right? you can do any combination you want. That's why I say, I think there was one year where we did split it because they needed to close a budget loophole in their no. thing. Centerville? Yeah, I thought it no. was one I can, year. I can check the, that. The, oh. From
3: inception, they've always given it back to the citizens. Okay. From inception. Ever so this will be the, the first time the they could
4: hold on to it.
2: And we started doing things this way it's always been one, one
4: way or the other. I mean, my thing is, it's, it's this is, again, we're gonna make this decision pretty quickly, and I don't know that the citizens of Centerville know that that's what's going to happen, and I just, you know, <laughs> and those that because haven't it watched will, their It budget, will show
3: up as an increase to them, because it, right. over the last, absolutely. Uh, this is now f- the fifth year? One, two, three. Six. Six years. So, year. so, there's, so there, was,
1: there was, so the Centerville, town of Centerville didn't, poll or find out what the citizens wanted? They, I don't just, know, they, they did, did at a meeting. As they, their leaders. Yeah, they, they decided it's, at
6: a public it's meeting public that,
0: information. that they were going to request the, uh, the payout. Um, they, they I didn't get any notifications about you know this particular choice but they did hold this conversation at their meeting on April 1st and voted on that at town council meeting.
5: It, it's a very substantial tax increase to the town fee. Well I'd, actually I
0: looked up what it would cost you know, myself, I live here in town, so for me it'd be about
4: $350 per year. $350, 350 per year? $350 a year. Yeah, well, we that tr- could be significant for a lot of people that yeah. live here in town.
2: It's, it's something we're, we're doing. A dollars accessible base would be 125 a year.
5: Oh. And with their $4 million is are we live, by the way? Yes, we are. Yes, we, are
0: we are live. Yes, Commissioner.
5: Mm-hmm. I want to know what the disposition of the four million bucks that they got in is, is this why, I'd like an explanation of why we should be doing this. Well, the,
0: the, the council uh, emailed out a letter, it's in your, your books as well for, yep. for next Tuesday, and they um, enumerated a number of projects and indicated they had over four million dollars of expenses and capital project deferments that they've been sort of stacking up, and they had some photographs in there that showed some older buildings, Uh, Dilapidated equipment, and they talked about that some at the Cog meeting. uh, Dump trucks for their public works crews, and um, what else? A lot of some paving projects in town. Clearly, that the uh, the roads need uh, need attention, need some milling and overlay work, and they're all asphalt roads here in Centerville. So, I do know that um, that's that's the more expensive variety. And uh, as we all know, they had a, a huge public works project here in town a few years back with the water and sewer that took several years and went a little over budget. So I'm, I'm sure they're still kind of catching up from that as well. So I think they're, they have a need. The four million dollars is, uh, and the stimulus money is close to um, their annual budget each year. So it's, it's a huge influx of cash for them, but they feel like
1: they, they need to- Which all, they could probably out. use for projects.
0: Oh, they absolutely can. Um, again, we don't know all the details of that, restrictions and so forth, but it does seem to be um,
4: pretty broad, at least what we know now. But you almost want to use it for capital. You don't want to create operational out exactly. of this because right. it ain't here next year. Right, so, you right, right, right. so everything you've got to use it for, you've got to stay on the capital side. Yeah. You don't want to do any yeah. operational stuff with it. Cause that makes the most sense, absolutely. So, so. <laughs> I mean, I, I, we're, obviously we're not going to make a decision till Tuesday, but I'm going to make some phone calls because... I'm, yeah, dude. I'm just, sure. I'm just concerned. I, I mean, it's just, I don't know. Like, I agree with Stevie. That's a lot of money to maybe some people it won't affect, but others I think it will, and I don't know that it's been pulled that well within town to. And,
1: and we, because I haven't
4: heard any outrage on it. And Chris, you're on Facebook. Have you seen any? And I'm sure if that got out there, that it would. We, be,
1: we originally started this um, to to help reduce the their county taxes because of the duplication of services. And this thing has morphed into to. Funding capital projects, and I, I, again, well, no,
4: this is all based on operational now. Still, okay. um, the way it's developed, it's still operational. Nothing. Yeah, the all,
1: it's the based, it's based on, on
4: police, so, yeah. D- DPW, yeah. planning and zoning, all the duplicative services, mm-hmm. based on what percentage of the county's budget those duplicative services are. I,
1: I understand that, but are you I'm talking saying,
4: about where the money's
3: going, I'm talking
1: about the money they're asking for now is not to offset and reduce. County taxes for the citizens that where there's a duplication of services, they're now saying give us the money because we want to use it for capital projects.
7: Well, it's the
4: same. No, thing. I well, think this the the is to close a budget point. hole, Phil. I think this is to yeah. close the way they explained to the COG. I think this is to close an operational budget hole they have as well, apparently. Okay. Um, they added police, I think they said, Todd, right? Some, the police budget went up. There were some items they named at the COG meeting. That operational side—that this was gonna—they were gonna, because they couldn't—they didn't make the decision at the cogni, because I asked point blank, because we always try to find out in advance, so doesn't have to sit <coughs> there
0: they're having and the same problem with recruitment and retention of qualified
4: staff, right. at least being one of them. So we, we all are, and that's—that's going to right. That noise. was with, yeah. So so that's an operational side thing. Like I said, that four million, you can't really say, "Hey, backfill your budget with that and give the citizens a tax break," because Baby. you can't give tax breaks on the back of COVID cares money. So, kind of convoluted that. as to what you can Getting do. Getting
5: back it. to the point Jack made, though, that it's uh, we're in a kind of peculiar position here, trying to decide a tax question of which we don't know the, how they got to it or why. So that it's appropriate to ask some questions before we. Right. Settlement issue.
4: I agree. And everybody else's status quo from last year? Yes. Okay. Well, why don't
0: you run... Some of them are slightly different because of the assessable bases, but they're very, very... Close. No, as far as what they
4: were doing when it... Uh, oh,
0: yeah. an offset. It's the only yes. one that has that as well. Okay. Millington and Centerville have the, the tax differential. we've I've actually reached out to Millington. Theirs is only $1,000. Yeah, it's low. And I don't... But they weren't at the COG meeting, so I don't know if they want to make a change. It's, um, Honestly, it's a, it's a little easier for the finance office to write the check than right. to do the offset. So, we, you know, I don't know what your, um, your sense is on Millington, but we were going to at least reach out to them and see if they had a preference. And we can bring that back on uh, Tuesday next week if they, okay. if they respond. Right. We made several calls up there and haven't been successful. Yeah, they have yeah. So.
4: Yeah, well, that's not a lot. No. Yeah. No, no. I mean, no. uh, a thousand versus a million. Ask for more, so. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of a difference.
2: The Centerville constant yield, though, we will have to have a hearing for for individual, even though the countywide rate is not above constant yield, and we don't have to have a public hearing um, and do an ad and all that. Since Centerville is, we have to do an ad in the paper and also public hearing. So we'll have to have time to submit that language and the ad for approval to SDAT
4: and that window starts April 20th. Okay, so and none of those deadlines have shifted back with the tax uh, filings kind of like, so they've held all that stuff in line? Okay, yes. all right. And Commissioner
0: um, Wilson, the, uh, the what we had proposed for Centerville was on the bottom line there, the last line, it was uh, $678,909 for their office and it wasn't they requested so, yeah, what they question, right? Yeah, so we were we were kind of holding things as far as the percentages in line with last year. So the only changes in the amounts were based on um, hold harmless or a change in assessment base of the uh, properties in the jurisdictions. So that's, that's what we did to calculate right, those well, then, numbers. So if we're happy with the numbers we can at least, you know. Well
1: then, then maybe, uh, th- then I'll change what I said earlier. Um, I would be in favor of um, offering what we have proposed in the fiscal year 22 budget. Okay. Um, as as per As this opposed effort. to what we gave them last year.
0: Yeah. Okay. Alright. Bills? No. If there's any questions we can reach out to the town of Centerville or, or Millington uh, and ask on behalf of the
4: board we would be happy well, to do Like that, Stevie said it. just to find out how they got there and what, what the need is to I mean
0: I think well, based on the letter they sent, it was just they have a lot of capital needs and they want to.
4: But this is operational money. That I guess that's my point. This is yeah. should be operational money, not capital money so much, in my mind. Mm-hmm.
5: Why? what? General think.
4: fund money going in. Typically, they bond everything they're doing on a lot of the capital projects. So why would you be using cash for capital projects at this point? You would probably be using well, why to be operational. But I
3: think that's just their decision. Doesn't mean it has to be operational. So then I mean, you would give the tax break. Well that's, again, their decision. I mean, yeah.
6: I'd I agree with you, Jim. It's, the, it's their decision. Right.
3: They answer their yeah.
6: voters about I'm how they do it. that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, have no, we write checks to all the other towns and we have no idea what, right. how they allocate and you know, use those funds. Uh, whether it's operations or uh,
1: capital needs or it's probably a combination of both. Um, but you can, nice. or maybe maybe they use those funds so they can keep the taxes where they are in their towns and not raise them.
4: But you can combine all the other towns' funds, and it's less than a third of Centerville's. So yeah, it's not a lot apples and oranges in terms of the yeah. dollar it's amounts and amount citizens money. affected. That's for sure. yeah. yeah. So well, you guys know where I am.
0: <coughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, anything else you want to? discussed tonight. I mean, Commissioner Moran has had some questions about what was in, the, in and out of, as far as the budget. Do you want to talk about any of the enhancements or Mm-mm. the uh, our five-year um, or our 22 capital plan tonight while we're all here?
6: Good. We're good. We're good. We'll continue we're on. Way ahead of schedule. That's good.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, Tuesday, come prepared.
6: We'll <laughs> <laughs> be ready to go. Yeah.
0: And if you have questions in the meantime, you know, reach out to either myself or Brittany and we'll uh, be prepared to address those or address them immediately if uh, we can. And uh, so we'll start at 4 o'clock and we'll get as much done before our regular meeting at 5.30. We'll have a regular meeting and we can conclude hopefully uh, after that. Do we have to make a motion to come out of this? It's just a work session so we can okay, so do a work session, you know, no, it's we, a, we certainly can we make just a motion. Pull the plug and then we're done. Okay. Yeah. You give this time to that it's done? Done. I think we're all finished. All right. Yeah. Thank you, commissioners. Thank you. All right.